tired of all the same old boring podcasts other websites air? I just want to be entertained. How about we give you something new? Oh, yeah, now we're talking. TMA Studios. It's what you want. TMB Studios, you are now locked on to the Snowball Wrestling Network. Now, here is the host, the one, the only, Caleb Snowball! What's going on, everyone? It's me, Caleb Snowball, here once again with another edition of the SWN Snowball Wrestling Network. And I have got a huge huge show lined up for you here tonight. We're going to be having a very special guest with us here tonight. The owner of Viral Pro Wrestling, Joshua Hancock, is back. I told you he was going to be on the program last week. He is here tonight, and we're going to get his thoughts coming up on Infection 4. And we are going to cover all of the wrestling happenings this weekend. And trust me, there was a lot, which is great. It warms my heart, as you know. But what doesn't warm my heart is I gotta bring him in. I gotta bring in. <laughs> I gotta bring in the man of TMB Studios, Mr. Chris Motherfucking Dickens. Chris, I'm so glad I don't warm your heart because then I'd have to question everything about this program. But with that being said, let me go ahead and get my wits about. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boy, the wrong one. Um. Crap. What the fuck is I, wrong with you? Hold on, hold on. I'm going to get it right. My name is Paul. Nope, that ain't it either. Um, Are you turning into the rock? <laughs> oh, yeah. no, that's it. Let's get some, no, that's not it either. What's going on, SWN Fan Nation? Chris Dickens is on the program. Stovall Wrestling Network. Caleb Stovall can kiss my ass. It's my new catchphrase. Look for it on Shop TMB Studios. It will be on a t shirt. That will not. Uh, <laughs> it will sell like hotcakes or. Not, I don't know. Um, but anyway, yes, big show lined up. As Stovall said, we have the owner of Viral Pro Wrestling with us tonight, Joshua Hancock. Maybe we'll get some answers on what happened at the last show outbreak. Maybe not. It just depends. We'll wait and see what happens. But I'm handing the reins back over to the man, the myth, the wannabe legend. I earned that right to be the legend. And he's shooting me the double fingers like he's Steve Austin, but that's okay. Caleb Stovall over here <laughs> drinking his Liberty Dew. Here we go. <laughs> double smash it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just smashed it. Now there's blue all over it's me. I'm blue. Oh, no. Hell no. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> all right. No, no, I'm so me... glad that never played in it. Never mind. It did play in AWF. It we did. did. Yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> We're the only promotion to ever play that stuff. You can't wow. lie, you lie. Anyway. We also did the bye-bye-bye dance, ladies and gentlemen. I am not too proud of that. <laughs> but anyways. That will be in the lost footage of AEW. And trust me. This you mean AWF, not AEW. AEW. If Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks ever bust out with some bye-bye-bye, 
No, they'll I, actually make it good. They will make it good. <laughs> you have Kenny Omega sitting up there doing every single move, probably. Right along yes. with, him, with Cody and them. Just yes. Like, Where did he learn this shit from? What the fuck? Right. Well, you know what? I just mentioned them right there. So, you know what? Let's not waste any more time. Let's go ahead. Let's talk about it. It is the subject we all know and love. Speaking of pro wrestling, so much was happening uh, this weekend. You had AEW, Fight for the Fallen. You had Evolve, 10th Anniversary, live on the WWE Network. You had the G1 Climax, the B Block, happening on Friday night. Technically, actually, it happened on Saturday night. Like, like yep. it happened around, like, Saturday around 4 a.m. or something like that. Um, but then... You also had Extreme Rules, and uh, we're going to get into it right off the bat. So let's start it off with AEW's Fight for the Fallen, a charity event to uh, help with victims of gun violence, a very good cause, something that Tony Khan has mentioned that he has wanted to do for a long time. He's wanted to have uh, a tribute kind of show to the victims of gun violence and everything like that and make a charity event. Uh, and boy, what a charity event it was. You could barely tell it was a charity event um, by how good it was. Um, you know, let's just let's just dive right into it. Uh, you had opening it up, you had uh, MJF, Sammy Guevara, and Sean Spears, who is now known apparently as the chairman of AEW. Wow. And came out with a, a nightmare shirt looking basically and it just said Sean Spears the chairman it had like blood on the top of the head of the thing it was wow. I was like oh wow okay wow that's but you know what that's honest to god what he should fucking do yeah exactly is not that's old school style wrestling mm-hmm. keep the kayfabe with it and follow suit with what's making you a heel in the first place Right. Follow with it. And then you had Darby Allen, Jimmy Havoc, and Joey Janela, or as I like to call them, the real Suicide Squad team. <laughs> uh, because that's legit. If you like put, if you put these guys in a match together, one of them or all of them are going to die. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's just it's a matter of time and when, right? <laughs> but uh, MJF. Uh, God, is he just not the most... Like, he is a legit heel. He is. He's not a badass heel. Like, he, he's I mean, if you don't, despised. If you don't hate him for the way he looks, you hate him for his mouth. And if you don't hate him for his mouth, you hate him for the way he looks. And if you hate him for both, by God, you just hate the motherfucker all over the place. Yeah, uh, and but he is so talented. He is. I, I mean, he's just so talented. And again, I'm sitting there saying, man... That's your next heel champion right yeah. there. I mean, no offense to Jericho, but if you were to put the title or just some kind of title on MJF, you could run a program with anyone. On yeah, because he he's like the next Rock or the next Austin. He can literally carry whoever with him through any program. Yes, and he's so young, too. Like He's he is. very young, and so he's, he's got a long way to go in this business if he keeps himself healthy and everything like that. I'm starting to sound like JR. Uh, but anyways, be sure yeah. to eat your vegetable, boy. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? I don't know. <laughs> oh my god! Take anyways, your vitamins, brother. Well, anyways, MJF, Sammy Guevara, and Sean Spears defeated 
that team of Darby Allen, Jimmy Havoc, and Joey Janela. Um, great opening matchup to start off. Uh, fight for the Fallen. And then we go to Brandy Rhodes and her <laughs> trying to figure out what's going on in her career. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, so this lets me know right there he watched uh, Road to Fight to the Fallen uh, episode 2 with her little promo where she said, it, I'm not upset with Allie. I, I'm upset with me. And yeah, I, I mean, good. I mean, it's a good promo. I just... I just was like, okay, you know, like, I, I, which, I, you know, I can understand. It, uh, she she could have really meant the emotions and everything. I'm yeah. not saying she was fake about it. I just, I just. It had still to drew at your it. heartstrings a little bit, just a little. Oh bit. no, it definitely did. It was uncomfortable. Yeah, which was the whole point of it. You know, whether or not you agree with it or not, it's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. And then, and then in episode three, when Ali saw, she's like, "I saw your promo, but I, I feel you understand, but." I'm still looking forward to kicking your ass. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, well, that didn't happen because who should be in the corner of Brandy Rhodes? Dun, 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 dun. Mm, awesome Kong. Kong comes uh, to the ring, and um, we're going to have to get to the bottom of this relationship of Brandy Rhodes and Awesome Kong. I'm, I'm curious uh, as to what that's all about. But Brandy Rhodes um, defeats Allie. Shocker. <laughs> um, but how do you think she looked in this matchup? Because um, I, I thought she looked all right. I thought, though, you know, she definitely has a lot more work. Yeah, she has a lot more work cut out for her. But I, um, I honestly think that this was to help elevate Allie a little bit more as uh, a face. But in all honesty, the, the after the match, I don't think that helped carry through too well. I think it helped set up for something bigger. Oh, yes, which we're about to talk about because Awesome Kong comes into the ring and they're attacking Allie, of course, after the matchup. And who should come out? Mrs. Asia Kong! Oh, my God! And and when she came out, the hardcore wrestling fans automatically knew what mm -hmm. this meant. Some people might not have known what that meant or anything like that to wrestling, but when she came out, the true wrestling fans were just like, oh, my God. The so basically, what it looks like it's going to be is that fight, or not fight for the fall, all at out. All Out. There's so many events coming up. I can't even <laughs> keep them fucking straight. Fuck you. Anyway. Just imagine this was like, a, like a, a year ago when we were talking about events. There wasn't that many going on. And now it's like, oh, shit. That's exactly, that's exactly my point. Wrestling is fucking Booming, yes, right now. I mean, it's insane right now. I just don't think I don't think people appreciate or realize how big wrestling is right now. I mean, it's huge. You have all of these events going on in one weekend, and we could talk about competition all day long. These people trying to outdo these people and everything like that. But who really wins in all this is us, the, fans. the wrestling fans, because there's just so much out there. I've even heard people this past weekend go, hey, man, there's too much for us to watch. We can't even yeah. keep up with it. I've, I've heard a couple of people tell, uh, you know, talk around and say, hey, we're returning back to the old glory days of the territories 
where you had all these promotions running at once and you could see all these different people and it didn't matter but where instead, you went. But instead of it just being put in one place, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. You know, people tour all over the place. Mm-hmm. The ROH tours year round. And, and you got the NWA World Heavyweight Champion going to different promotions as well. And, yes. and that's unheard of, too, for, you know, well, years. I, and that happened, you know, when Corgan brought, uh, or bought, bought the, the NWA. Uh, NWA. And a lot of people said that that was a stupid move for him to do. Was but he wanted to get back in the wrestling business. He saw where it was going to go. You know, to be quite honest, TNA would probably still be around today if they, if they had just let Corgan do his thing. But of course, they were like, "You have to have Dixie." Car- I'm going to get into that. On yeah, we'll get show. It later. But back to fight for the fall. Yes. Asia Kong comes out and gets in the face of Awesome Kong. And I believe that match is going to happen at All Out, and that is going to be badass. Yeah, that's going to be... Uh, you want to see two women legit beat the shit out of each other, watch that match. Oh, yeah. Because that's what's going to happen. Because Kong, Kong's pretty stiff as it is. You know, she's big and everything like that, so she's going to be stiff. And then Asia Kong, well, she's always been stiff. Yeah. So this is, they're literally just going to beat the hell out of each other, and it's going to be tremendous. I yes. can't wait for that. That's that's probably uh, going to happen at All Out, which, again, I, I'm just looking forward to. But then we go into tag team action, and we had a three-way tag team dance. It was the Dark Order of Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. So Uno and Grayson. Uh... And they took on Angelico. I just had to make fun of Justin Roberts there. Because <laughs> he held that motherfucker's name out. And even JR like pointed it out on commentary. So, and then of course Jack Evans. Uh, Evans from the heavens. <laughs> I actually didn't know that was his thing. But wow. alright. And then, of course, we had Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, and Luchasaurus. And then, apparently, there was a guy named Marco Stunt, uh, which I'll get into in a minute. Um, This matchup, good God. Yeah. Like, they were literally just pulling move after move after move in this matchup, were they not? Yeah, it was almost too much to keep up with. I uh, literally sitting there. If I was on commentary, I don't know how they kept up with the. <laughs> well, they had Excalibur doing well, most of it. Yeah, that would explain. If you it. notice Jr. But okay, Jr. is probably we... taking a nap over there at the commentary <laughs> table. Like I ain't calling this shit. He's I've done like, this for I years. try to keep up with you. It. Do this. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, is is it just me though, or is Jungle Boy over as fuck? Right Jungle now? Boy is it. So Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus is big time. And I never thought I would see the day where we would sit in there and talk like, man, that Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus are badass. What? Yeah, I know. It doesn't sound <laughs> it right. Doesn't, but, it doesn't sound right. But, it doesn't but then when you see him, you're, you're like, like, oh, gold. that's why you yeah. say that. And, it makes and sense. of course, that's the son of, uh, you know, um, Luke the Perry. recently passed Luke Perry. Yep. Um, so, you know, it, I'm, I'm sure he's looking down from the heavens, so proud of his boy right mm-hmm. now, killing it in the wrestling business. Yeah, killing business. it in the wrestling business and not following uh, in the 90210 footstep. <laughs> Which that's coming back, by the way. So, I know, don't you know, remind me. Yeah, I know. Well, 
Anyways, uh, the Dark Order, as they're being called, pulls out the victory in this. And apparently this there was a stipulation added to this matchup that the, that the team that won this matchup was going to get a first round bye in the tag team tournament that's going to start at All Out. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, and, and it's going to be part of the launch on the uh, on TNT in October. So that was something to look out for and everything like that. And then we had our first singles match of the night. We had Kip Sabian versus the Hangman, Adam Page. This match was awesome. Yeah. And, and this Adam match Page, was a show stealer. Yeah, Adam Page is just it. Do you know that he was a high school teacher? Yes, he would He would teach, right? He would, he would barely make any money teaching and everything like that. And then he would go on the weekends and wrestle. Now, for those of you who don't know this, if you are a school teacher and you have a side job like that, you can get in very big trouble for that. Yeah. Because you're a school teacher, you're supposed to be leading the youth and stuff like that, and then you're going out on the weekends and beating yourself up or beating other people up and stuff like that. And that's not looked that's not looked high upon um, on you know, board of yeah. education well, and stuff he don't like have to that. Do that. You don't have to worry about that no more. It's something you can fall back on. Well, it's very true because right now he is... Uh, he's on fire. Oh, yeah. He's very much on fire. And a lot of people might say, well, it's because the Young Bucks and Cody are pushing him to the moon and they're shoving him down his throats. Well, see, everyone already sees that. Like, we as wrestling fans know who you're pushing and everything like that. But we actually like him. He's actually good. Yeah. There's a lot of potential there. And we know? were fans of him before this AEW push. Absolutely. We, a lot of people became a fan of him and became aware of him, obviously, because of the elite. The, the elite. So, or is it the elite? The, the elite. <laughs> I like the first one better. Fuck you. But anyway. I do I do like that whole intro, the video game spot and everything. That that's, is, I mean, that's just creative as fuck, mm-hmm. which they don't use anymore. They yeah. use, you know, live action what now. But yeah, this matchup though was just I kept saving. I didn't know I really did not know who the fuck he was until this match yep. and then I see him I saw him against Sammy Guevara, yes. But I was on the pre-show and stuff like that, yeah. so I was like kind of barely paying attention. But now to he's it. in a spot where he's going up against a guy who's getting ready to main event all out. And hey, did you hear that WWE? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> for real? Wow. Like, like for real, right? Anyways, this matchup though, uh, amazing. And then someone from the Dark Order, as they're called, the Creepers, is who follows the Dark Order. Someone from the Creepers comes out and attacks Adam Page. And, of course, we as wrestling fans are not fooled. We know exactly who the fuck that is before he even took off the mask. And he is a code breaker to prove it. And it's, of course, the man, the truly the, goat, the fucking yeah. goat of wrestling. And I'll get to why later on. But it's Jericho comes out and attacks his opponent for All Out. Uh... They're going to fight for the AEW World Championship. And Jericho attacked him, pulling that heel move, as always. And (laughs) it's so funny because on commentating, right, 
JR, and then they're trying to say, who is that masked man and everything? And then he does the code breaker, and JR just goes, well, I know who that is. <laughs> and I was just like, everyone knew who it Everybody was before knew he even did it, but he still did You can tell by it. the eyes and the, the oh, you can tell shake nose. Looked like they were on crack. Yeah. <laughs> Ponytail <laughs> kind of hanging out the back a little bit. Yeah, everyone and, and the goatee, knew like, And he's a little chunky, like a... Either that's Christian Fury or that's Chris Jericho. Oh, oh he's wow. actually wrestling. Oh, that is Chris Jericho. Oh, okay. Still All love right. you, Christian Fury. All right. Well, I ain't going to get into that one. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So he comes out and he busts Hangman Page open uh, to what looked like... It looked like it was drawn on. I'm yeah. just going to be honest. It looked like... Like, the blood looked like it was drawn on. I, I don't know, Maybe maybe he put a James Houston. I got a little blood pack right here. I, maybe I don't know, but it, it, it definitely looked kind of like it was drawn on or something like that. But uh, yeah, if he did blade himself, okay, whatever. Um, yeah, but he busts Hangman Page open, and then you know he uh, makes his way to the back. I'm just happy to see blood, <laughs> right? I, you know, just like with. Uh, um, Dustin and Cody's match, you know, yeah. like that was. It, 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 it is adds an play. element to the match if it's done correctly. It, it, it does. Like, okay, you know, I don't, I don't want everyone to be like ECW or TNA for that match because TNA was notorious for that shit. It almost seemed like you watch a pay per view, you watch an Impact, someone was getting busted open on that show. Mm-hmm. That's too much. You can't do it all the time. But if you really want to drive that blood-fueled feud, you know, home, then you got to have blood. Especially if you're doing a Hell in a Cell match mm-hmm. or something. I'll never understand why they take away the blood in the Hell in a Cell. The whole, that's the whole point of the damn match. Yep. And everything like that. And yes, it, it's good when it's done right. It's not good to do it just to do it. Now, of course, you know, you have people who legit get busted open, which actually is sometimes a good thing because it brings the realism into it and everything like that. But just to cut yourself, just to cut, you know, like, it, no. That doesn't add to the match. You gotta have a reason to make it uh, like that. But they, they definitely did have a reason because yep. they're setting up for the AEW uh, title matchup. And then after that, we've got the Lucha Brothers, Ray Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. And Pizarro! Yeah. How long have you been waiting to do that? About since I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways. So and they took on Soul Cal Uncensored S C U. Not gonna ask me how long I waited to that. No, because you already answered it. Okay. <laughs> ever since you saw it. And of course it's the worst town I've ever but I'm going way Yeah, too he's much going way too much. Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky take this one. Christopher Daniels uh, is going to be the uh, manager in the matchup or whatnot. And they were representing the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hmm, I wonder why. <laughs> about that. Nothing about Tony Khan probably being there or anything like that. Uh, or the fact of that the place that they were in. Um, was right next to the Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium. Yep. Literally in walking distance. So uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, this matchup, there was a spot that I want to talk about that I saw 
that I, just my jaw jaw. I'd never seen it before, and it was done by Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. Kazarian's right here, right? So they're on the edge of the ring apron and mm-hmm. stuff like that, on the outside of the ropes. Ray Phoenix is up on top. He's sitting on there, like, like looks like he's getting ready to take, you know, a Frankenstein or, or a Holocamorata, as they call it. Right. And everything like that. And Kazarian goes and lifts. Like, like Scorpio runs, and he lifts Scorpio's guy and pops him up. And he grabs Ray Phoenix and gives him a DDT inside the ring. Like, he jumps. Lifts him up, grabs him on the top rope, and gives him wow. a fucking deal. And my jaw dropped to the floor. I was like, what? I have never seen anyone do that. That was amazing. I just... Are these men human? No, I don't think they are. And it's and, and I know we've said this before, but I swear to God... Christopher Daniels is drinking some kind of fountain of youth somewhere. There is. is a there is a hidden fountain of youth, or either he is the curious case of the fallen angel, or something like yep. that. Because he doesn't look like he. Aged. In fact, all of these guys don't look. They all like look they like aged. they did when they first came into TNA. They really do, and they move like they yep. did in TNA. It's insane. They just they found a way to do it. They've kept themselves in great shape and everything like that. And Scorpio Sky, you know, he was one of those guys I thought was highly underrated. You know, he made his name in uh, in PWG, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla. And, of course, my first introduction, though, to him was um, Wrestling Society X. Oh, Jesus. Yes, that thing that lasted only a few What seasons. the fuck are you doing talking about? Wrestling Society X! Oh, God damn it. Shut the no, fuck up, Dickens. I, yeah, I come in when I want, throw shit where I want, do what I want. Jim, you didn't have to not... Oh, yes, I did. I had to make an entrance. Jim, I wasn't... I'm talking about AEW. I know what you're talking about. You're talking about that matchup between SCU and the Lucha Buttholes, whatever you want to call them. That oh, spot fest. On. That, it wasn't. It wasn't much of a spot fest. It was enough for me to call it a spot fest. Of course it was. Course it was. Spot- Shut the fuck up, Dickens. You don't need to talk. You don't know nothing about the professional wrestling business. Well, All- that's kind of harsh. No, don't even get me started on your thirty-minute Iron Man match. You keep bragging about. I, first of all, I don't keep bragging about it. All right, yeah, they do. All right. Bragging. Shut up, Dickens. Damn. Oh my god. Well, okay, Jim, I'm sure you Explain to me how this matchup was so great that it changed the face of wrestling. I didn't say it changed the face of wrestling, Jim. I said it was an awesome move, and it was an awesome matchup. Just like Hangman Page and Sabian, just like, you know, MJF and all of them, and stuff like that. Jungle Boy, which I know is one of your favorite... I love Jungle Boy. I think he needs a name change, but I love Jungle Boy. Really? No! What the fuck is wrong with you? You oh got a mind fuck block or something? Well, you're, you're starting to remind said. me of one of those guys from up north. You might as well just get the fuck over it. I'm gonna take this fucking program over. What the hell is that? Bro! Oh, God Bro. damn it! What you got now? Bro, you, you said up, Shut up, Dickens! You said up north, you fucking worthless Kentucky hick. You shut the fuck up, Jim. Nobody wants to fucking hear you about your spot fest or whatnot. That's Nobody not my spot fest. It's the fucked up shit that Stovall was talking about. He's no, saying it's so great. No, fuck you. Fuck you. Shut the fuck up, all right? This has nothing to do with Stovall. Stovall, shut the fuck up. You're too hard on Chris, or Chris Dickens or some shit. Chris I can't Dickens. even fucking talk. Shut the 
fuck up, dickheads, you fucking piece of shit. I love you, though. You're amazing. But fuck you, though. Anyway, uh, all right, so, Jim, uh, I keep fucking telling you all the fucking time, nobody fucking cares about these fucking spot fests. They don't even I know, fucking care I about know. these matches. No. All they care about is the swerve. They and you know what? Swerve. That was the fucking problem Jesus with this Christ. show. Was there was no fucking swerve. We've been they swerving them every fucking, fucking week. They need to fucking high on my ass so that I can fucking bring this up to the yeah, attitude era level like where it should be. Shut the fuck up, Dickens, you worthless fucking prick. I, I, I agree though. with him, though. I wouldn't even pay you in dollars. I'd pay you in VHS tapes so you could reopen your damn room store. Shut the fuck up. They wouldn't pay you even if you asked them. They don't even pay you on commentary and MLW. Well, you, you know, they don't you pay you no attention, so that makes perfect fucking sense. My podcast is the number one fucking podcast in, in my mind, mind and exactly. everything like that. I don't fucking care yeah. about I, I know you don't care. Get oh the fuck my out, because nobody cares what you have to say. Sam, shut the Fuck up, you fucking piece of shit. Is he going to be here for long? I don't care. I wish you would leave. God damn it, I'm just going to go ahead and go then. Oh, fuck no, this. come here, you fucking no, fuck Kentucky picking pricks and hit you. God I'm damn so fucking motherfucker. Shut You want to go, you no, fucking on. piece of shit? I'll go. God damn it. Yeah, you like that? Here, I am the Batman. Oh, oh God. Get the fuck out of here, you fucking. Here, shove it up right up your ass. Oh, God. Jesus, no! That's more worse than the fucking push I got it in WA! I don't think I've ever seen a bat go that far. What did I? The guys we're in. What did I say? What did I say to bring him in? I didn't even say anything. I wasn't even giving it a goddamn opinion. We've got, we've got people listening to this show who have never listened before in their lives. This is explicit content, folks. The world I can't more control it. than what we say. Oh my god. Please lock that fucking door. Lock oh. it. Lock it tight. Yep, that's locked. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. So, back to this tag team matchup that was really good, in my opinion. Yeah. That's crazy. The Lucha Brothers defeat SoCal Uncensored. But then after the matchup, they come out with a ladder and they issue a challenge to the Young Bucks. And it will be now at All Out, it will be a ladder match between the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers. Oh, dear God. That's... Oh, as it as it worded, uh, I think Jr. says it. Intensity personified. It's gonna be big. It's oh. gonna be. Oh God. I. Gonna someone be, better have a. a there's gonna be moves. It's gonna be moves we ain't even heard of. Yeah. It, how many super kicks are gonna be thrown in oh, that? Oh Jesus. Super kick. At least I don't think they say it like that anymore, thank God. That wasn't even them to begin with. I know, I'm just, I'm just glad. I know, I'm just glad nobody does it. Like, super kick there, super kick there, super kick there, super kick there. Well, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see. That remains to be seen, right? Yeah. Uh, and then comes uh, my favorite match of the night. Kenny Omega versus Sima. And, oh, uh, dude... This matchup, 
I just have no words for it. it this matchup was fucking tremendous. Was it not? Yeah. Oh, it was Kenny Omega. Anything yes. Kenny Omega's involved with usually like... And you know something? Here's the thing. The reason Kenny Omega is so over here in the USA, a lot of people forget this, right? He doesn't wrestle that much here in the U.S. No. He's an international superstar, to be quite honest. He's actually like the very definition of it. Because he rarely makes appearance in the U.S. You know, unless it's for New Japan. Mm-hmm. He did He did once or twice for Ring of Honor. Uh, but for the most part, you know, he just does Japan. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why AEW getting him was so monumental and everything like that. Uh, but this matchup, first of all, I want to I want to say this because I've often heard this that Kenny Omega has ultimate warrior style selling, which is you know the all over the top and everything like that. Uh, and and I. When I see that, that pisses me off so much because you obviously don't understand his character. His character is supposed to do that. Yeah. He's supposed to look bug-eyed at times. You notice he can be serious when he needs to be serious. But for the most part, he's supposed to be that crazy... He's a Japanese animated character, pretty much. Yeah. That's what he based his whole thing off of. In Japanese... In video games and stuff like that. So that's what he's doing. So his character makes perfect sense if you understand it. Uh, if you don't understand it, you're coming in, you're like, why is he acting like that? He's overselling. He's pulling the Shawn Michaels with Hulk Hogan. And no, he's doing what he, he his character is based off of. Exactly, it's, and he doesn't oversell, in my opinion. No. I mean, sometimes he does, but again, that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to. He's supposed to look kind of animated and stuff like that. So, I mean... Give it a rest. The match was <laughs> phenomenal, though. Oh, my God, was it ever. How about the spot, though, where Seema goes up top, right? He goes up top where they had uh, the crowd there on the stage, where they put, mm-hmm. like, the seats there on the stage. And he was there, and he jumps off onto Omega, like, knees first. Yeah, I saw that. That was Jesus. insane. I think I cringed a little when I saw that, because I was like, how the hell do you... Jesus, there's no give to that whatsoever. It's no, there wasn't, and this wasn't a table that broke. No. <laughs> it was like one of those straight, little hard tables. Yeah, just straight in, boom, done. So, Ouch. but no, dude, this matchup, if, if you have not seen this show, ladies and gentlemen, and you can only watch one match from this show or something like that, I encourage you to go and watch yeah. this matchup because it was amazing. Now, a lot of people do consider... Kenny Omega, the best in the world right now. Yeah. As much as someone up in WWE thinks that they are. Anyways. uh about yeah. that fan? <laughs> yeah, right? Well we'll, well, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Anyways, and then, of course, we go on to our main event. But before we go to our main event, we had the GOAT return, Chris Jericho. And I'm calling him the GOAT right now because that Provo was unbelievable. And he said in the post-interviews for the AEW um, Fight for the Fallen press conferences, he said that that was his first unscripted promo in 20 years. Yeah. I I heard him say that, and that blew my mind. Right? Because he's been shelved. 
basically. They the WWE themselves has had him say what they wanted when they wanted. You just made the Yeah, and finally he's able to open up and be himself for a change. Oh, it's amazing. God. And is the volume ever turned up? On oh, yeah, it's turned up. And what do you and think of his look with the spikes and jacket? I seriously think he looked like he come from an 80s music video, honestly. <laughs> but I think that's what he's going for because he is that that rocker style uh, personality. He always has been. Yeah, so it made perfect sense for him to come out with that. I never liked the whole um, Christmas lights jacket thing that they had with doing WWE. No, um, I didn't like that either. But this, this oh, fits. I like it. I this like fits. It. I like it a lot. And hit just his here in Jerksonville yeah. or is it Jackoffville? How yeah. about that? And I was like, Oh my god, so good. And just the way he pulled it up, I was like it I love the tone. My, my favorite part of the promo though was when he was going was when he was just like and all I have been saying is I've wanted a thank you. And and let's face it, you people wouldn't be here tonight if it wasn't for me. AEW wouldn't be going on TNT in October if, if it wasn't for me. <laughs> he threw that in there, and I was like, oh my god, he's so fucking Perfect. good. I, why would you ever script a promo for Jericho? I don't know. I, but... I, 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 don't, I don't understand that. There are certain people I understand you might have to script every word for them because they just can't talk. All right? Uh, but Jericho's not one of those Ex- people. Uh, Jericho's never... Half of his shit... In fact, all of his shit in WCW, no one told him to do. Mm-hmm. The fucking uh, 1,004 holes and shit like that, no one told him to do that. He just did it. And it's, uh, it, it's like... And it stands let- as one of the greatest promos in history. It does, um, and, and, and that's saying something, because yep. look at all the, from Hulk Hogan, you know, to Randy Savage and everything like that, that's one of the best promos mm-hmm. in history. I mean, and this stands up with it now. So and, again, why would you script them? Because they're stupid. WWE is dumb, and and they don't realize that when they have a great talent such as like Jericho, or even Mick Foley, or, or you know, The Rock. Oh my God, why would you ever... Script a promo for Mick Foley. Mick Foley is one of the best promo people in history. He can make three different characters sound, you know, or he can make three characters sound completely different. Sell completely different, work completely different, and even cut a promo with all three of them at the same time. <laughs> so, right? I, I, the dudes are made, and then The Rock and Stone Cold, obviously. Yeah. You know, just, so there's just certain people, you know. And first of all, if you tried to script a promo for Austin, he would be like, "Yeah, thanks." Yep, he I'm was just gonna, just I'm just gonna be quiet and get up. you the sun and leave. Exactly, which is the way it should be. Exactly, but th- I'm glad to see that you know AEW is given the opportunity on a main stage to be free and be open and you know cut promos on the fly and not completely scripted. Now we know when they go on TNT there is going to be a little bit of uh okay you can't say this can't say that can't do this but other than that here's your guidelines follow them. Right. And, and that's what it needs to be. Right. It it, it definitely should be. Tell um, me the targets I need to hit and I'll go out there and make history. And Jericho hit every target he needed to. He 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 advertised the event, mm-hmm. he advertised the match and he got himself over. Yep. That is Pro Wrestling 101 promo. Like, 
seriously. Jericho's probably standing in the back. He's like, he's like, all right, assholes, let me show you how it's done. Yep. Like, and I can't wait for him and Hangman Page. Of course, Hangman Page comes out, right, and attacks him, and we had a little brawl and everything like that. Uh, that's going to, that match is yeah. going to be amazing. Uh, it's, and what do you think? You think Jericho's going over, or you think Page? Honestly, I think Jericho's going to take it. Because it, it, it just makes perfect sense to have Jericho lead it right into uh, AEW's launch on TNT and kind of dangle the belt in front of Hangman, dangle the belt in front of Cody, dangle the belt in front of whoever, and just... God, he could be like, I'm with, running the show. Yeah, exactly. He could work with anybody. Oh, he could even go back and say, I made TNT before TNT brought AEW on. Ooh, yes, he could. So He could. Uh, if Jericho ends up fucking saying that on TNT, I'm I want like, some. I want oh, some yeah. Exactly. I'm going to be like, you motherfucker, you stole that from SWA to Chris Dickens. That's when I'm going to give him a call and be like, um, excuse me, Junior. <laughs> I need a um, a little payment for that promo you ripped. Either that or you need to bring me on as your manager. So, one way or another, something's got to give. Then I'll be on TNT talking about, My name is Chris Dickens, and I'm the advocate for the... And then a hand will go on my face and be like, Shut the hell up! Yes, and um, I'm sure there's a lot of people that would tell you that as well. Oh, uh, kiss my ass. <laughs> Going on a t-shirt shop, TMB Studios. Y'all need to buy that. Telling on the Chris front is going to say... Shut the hell up. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> wow, okay, I was pushing... You set it up, motherfucker! <laughs> I was pushing the Caleb Stovall kiss my ass shirt, but... Nope, now not we, on this show. Now we got the Chris Dickens shut the hell up shirt. Oh, that one's definitely going to sell. That yeah. one's probably going to sell out. Oh, my God. <laughs> We'll be all out. Anyway. Oh. Oh. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> uh, speaking of all out, we've got the Rhodes brothers, Cody Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes. This is the main event for Fight for the Fallen. And they're taking on, of course, the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson. Uh, and, man. You talk about a big fight field coming into this oh, yeah. matchup. As much as these guys are friends, too. Like, it was this big fight field. And the Young Bucks took a lot of shot at Cody, even. Yeah, they did. And Dustin took exception to it. So, and, like, they mocked the moment, as you mentioned, on... Mm-hmm. Um, um, on Being the Elite. Yeah, yeah, on Being the Elite. And Cody and Dustin apparently weren't very happy. Well... Dustin more so than Cody. But, yeah. Uh, Dustin wasn't very happy with it. So this matchup did get a little bit personal and stuff like that. Uh, this matchup was just yeah, amazing. Th- this, was, this was one of those moments in time where it was almost like wrestling's past versus wrestling's future, if you want to look at it like that. Um, because you got the Rhodes family uh, with Dustin and Cody, who have teamed up before in uh, WWE. Uh, and they're going against the Young Bucks, who are considered by many to be the best tag team of the new generation. Definitely so, in the world right now. Yeah, so this was huge. It's hard to argue that, I mean, you know, I might you might not be a fan of how many times they use the super kick or how many times they do this spot or, or spot fest this or that or that about the Young Bucks, but you cannot deny the... 
legit, you know, WWE always loves to throw around the word revolution or, you know, doing something different or something like that. The Young Bucks legit revolutionized the business. Yes. They are ones that legit made an impact, no pun intended, on this business. I mean, they really did. Because, you know, first of all, it's unheard of for tag teams to get this popular. And to, yeah. for tag teams to stay together, even if you are brothers. Yeah. I mean, look at Cody and Dustin. They're not together, technically. Nope, same thing with Matt and Jeff. Exactly. So, But the Young Bucks have, like, been together, and, and they've, they've been on top and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And they haven't really been on national television. In fact, all of these guys, none of them have really ever been on national television. The first time that TNT premieres, that'll be the first time ever for most of these guys when they is when they go on national television like that. Which is why when they launched that first episode, I'm expecting everyone to come out of the gate firing. Because yeah. they're like, it's live. We've never been in this position before. This is something completely different and we're about to, you know, take this business by the throat. Mm-hmm. I, it, it, I mean technically they've almost got it in a headlock. Yeah. They, they really do. And and just when it launches on TNT, that's history right there. Yes. Because they're taking back the place that Turner Broadcasting and WCW had. And that is just... That's my... We never, ever, in a million years, wrestling fans thought we would ever hear or see wrestling on Turner Networks. But it's going to happen. And it's going to happen in October. Yeah. I mean, that... That's just insane. Like, like I just don't think people realize how big that is, Chris. Yeah, it really is big. I mean, the last time we saw any kind of programming on a Turner Network was the final Nitro in 2001. And that was a sad night. And that was a sad night. It closed I, out right. I will give it that. It closed out right. Sting versus Ric Flair. For, mu- for as much as, you know, WCW sucked at the time. You know, it still was a sad moment, and yes, they did close it outright because it needed to end with Ric Flair and Sting. Which was a WWE decision about the best thing that they decided at that point, but at that time, they were actually smart about the business. Oh, uh, so uh, sure. was that a WWE That was a WWE decision? decision. Oh, okay, but there hadn't been someone in WCW. No, the, the whole card for that last Monday Nitro was WWE booked. Oh, okay. Yeah, you you no, go back well, and check well, the wait history Wait a minute, books. no, that's not entirely true because there was a matchup that happened on. I don't remember who. It might have been Bam Bam Bigelow actually, but someone took on somebody, and it was, um, it, it was a matchup that was set up on the Nitro the week before. Well, they might have followed suit just to keep continuity. But the thing is, is that that whole event was WWE ran. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can go back and check the history books and everything. That night, whenever uh, WWF bought out WCW, I they do know that Bischoff wasn't a part of that no, at he all wasn't. or anything like that. So yeah, I mean, so yeah, I I could see it. It's just man, it still it was a sad. Night. But but the fact of that here in October, we're about to get the premiere of a brand new wrestling promotion. Right, has only been around for a drop of water. And and has made more of an impact than WCW did in the whole time it was around. TNA did the whole time it was around. It took TNA oh, years. Oh, definitely more so um, than TNA. Yeah, uh, so than- even even WWF itself. 
Hell, if you really want to think about it, more of an impact than ROH and New yeah. Japan have made. Yeah, they have only had, what, three events so far? And yes. everybody is buzzing about everything that they're doing. Uh, everything. It's been the most watched. It's been the most downloaded. It's been the most trending and everything like that. Um, road to, uh, road to you know, their events yeah. and stuff like that. Might as well call it that. Road to the events and stuff like that. That has been getting massive. Then they're playing smart with the use of social media. They're continually doing what they were doing before with being the elite. Exactly. And it's making sense. But back to the matchup with the Rhodes and uh, the Young Bucks. Oh, man, this was just amazing. Yeah, th- this is a tag match that you want. Yeah, and that's probably where Dustin Rhodes comes in and goes, All right, kids, let me show you how this <laughs> let's is done. Show you how, let me show you how my daddy would have done it years ago. Let's show you how to tell a story in the yeah. ring and everything. And like it told by the story. way, they don't need help telling stories. They do tell stories. They tell them, though, in their own unique ways, which is why a lot of old-time wrestlers or something like that can't see it. Yeah. You know, the Jim Cornettes of the world. And God don't come in this fucking... I'm going to punch him in the face. Man, I don't think he's coming back in. That baseball bat went all the way up to the handle. Okay. Anyways. Uh, good to know. Anyways. Uh, yeah. But this this matchup was awesome. For, I want to talk about, you know, before I go into this, you know, if you really want to see the Young Bucks tell a great story with a tag team wrestling match, watch the matchup with him or... With him. Them. With, with them and Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi, mm-hmm. the Golden Lovers from that New Japan show, um, that was one of the best told stories of that year. Yeah. Because you could see the emotions on everyone. You could feel the tension between the groups and everything. That how they are friends, but they don't want to fight each other, you know, and, and it's this awkward situation and everything like that. But, so, but we've got to prove who is the best in the world and everything exactly. like that. And that's what wrestling is. Mm-hmm. That's what wrestling is. And did yes, did they do a bunch of high spots and shit like that? But the high spots worked. Yep. So that that notion of well, the young bucks, all they do is high well, spots. Well, well, the thing is, is part of the story is we will do whatever it takes to take the W. We will do whatever it takes to show that we are the best and hold on to what we have. That makes sense. Not just get in there and be like, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Nobody complained about Finn Balor and AJ Styles when they did their matchup and and they had all those spots in it. It mm-hmm. told the story. It was meant to tell the story. Nobody complained about him and John Cena having all those spots nope. and shit like that. But if you get somebody in there who's just doing spots to do them, that doesn't make any yeah, sense. You can tell who's doing spots just to do them. I mean, there were several matches during this night where I thought, yeah, you're doing spots just to do them. And... Uh, Luchasaurus, as much as I love his character, love the look, I, I, he's athletic as fuck, you, I could tell that there were at points where I was just like, okay, y'all were trying to remember what the fuck y'all were supposed to do and shit mm-hmm. like that. Or, or I'm just like, or that just looks like you're dancing with I hate people looking like they're dancing with each other. Yeah. I hate it. 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 You're supposed to be in a fight. Now, if you can take those athletic maneuvers and put them in a fight scenario and everything like that in the wrestling business, which you can. Rey Mysterio Jr. is... Jr. Rey Mysterio is probably the best ever at that. Yeah. All right? I, you know, a lot of people would say Eddie Guerrero or something like that. And, and obviously, Eddie, I'm not talking about... He didn't do high spots like that. 
I'm talking Ray, like, legit did high spots. But he quickly, like, I'm talking very quickly, learned to tell a story with those mm-hmm. things. And, so, and, and I believe that the Young Bucks have done that. They have. They really have. Because I can sit there and watch a match and be intrigued and entranced by everything going on in the ring, no matter what they're doing. And, and I want to see the outcome. I want to know, you know, who's going to win, who's going to take the, uh, the win in the matchup. It, and that's what you're supposed to do in professional wrestling. Catch exactly. the audience's attention and keep them locked to what you're doing. Exactly. Um, and I, oh my God, I thought this matchup was incredible. Oh, it was. Uh, Dustin Rhodes, by the way. Good God. Um, <laughs> I don't think he should ever retire. No. I Because I... <sighs> I thought he was, like, when I saw him come back, you know, after they did the uh, the Cody Rhodes firing in WWE, remember where he got fired by Triple H, yeah. so that he could go get married that weekend and everything like that, but, um, and he did that thing with Randy Orton, and then Dustin comes back the week after, you know, to fight for his job and stuff like that. I sat there, right, and I was thinking, oh, God, well, this is, this ain't gonna be that great. And then I, was, I sat there watching it, and I went, "Oh my God, Dustin! Like, what have you been doing? Like, you found—he's found the fountain of you. Yeah, here's the he's thing. wrestling as good as he was when he was in WCW. Here's the thing, and, and this is the sad truth about WWE. And Dustin's even said it—that he was pretty much locked in a prison. He was putting that gold dust makeup and had to do the the mid Carter thing." And, and he was held back. He could have been potential. a world champion. He could have. He really could have. But he could have come back. You know what? They could have even done it with Cody as well in WWE. Uh-huh. They could have made. They could have made Dustin the champion, or they could have made. Or they could have made Cody the champion. Right? They could have made Cody the champion, and not necessarily even the WWE champion or anything like that. But I mean, it should be. But they could have given him the title. And then Dustin could have turned on him and said, I'm, I'm tired of this. You know, everyone's looking at you. No one's looking at me. I was here before you. I was the one that took licks and everything. You just walked into this business, blah, blah, blah. You could have done a whole thing. It practically writes itself. It does. But WWE's like, no, nope, I didn't think about it, so I've got to have them do this completely different thing that I'm thinking yeah. of. That no one gives a fuck about. That makes no fucking sense or anything like that. I, I mean, I will say that that feud with the Shield and everything like that—that that was great. Especially where Rollins was the best one ever to take the crossroads. The way he bounced up and everything like that. But that, yes, I I agree. In WWE, you're not going to get your vision, no, of what you want. So, yeah. And to be fair, though, if you go to any wrestling promotion. You have a certain amount of freedom, all right. You have the freedom to come up with your moves in the ring and everything like that. You have, you have that kind of freedom. But and yes, you have freedom to pretty much say what you want to in a promo, you know. But you also do have to do what you know the booker or the owner says is going to happen. It's still their show. It's not your show. It's their show, and they have a specific way things need to pan out. So you yeah. have to do business. It's the ones that can do both that are the true legends of this sport. Yep. And, and we're, we're getting that right now with AEW. Right. 
But this matchup, just phenomenal. And <coughs> just, ugh. oh. Oh, yeah. It, 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 was, it was insane. Uh, overall, Fight for the Fallen was amazing. Yeah. We knew it would be. But that's three shows now in a row that have been tremendous. Um, and I also, you know I want to talk about something else, though, about this. Which was one of my favorite things to discuss. Location. Yeah. Which immediately I noticed uh, right off the bat when I saw the pre-show and everything like that. And they were outdoors. Yeah, they, they were, were in a concert hall. They were in an open-air concert hall. It looked completely different from anything that they had done, and it looked completely different than anything WWE. Was had it done. just me, or was the ring a little bit bigger in this event? It looked a lot bigger. It did, but I think they've been using a big ring though. Like I think they've been using the same size WWE. It just using. looked really big to me. It really. Did I think it was a little bit more elevated? Yeah, this time. But yeah, the venue itself was just a phenomenal venue to work out. That of. was so cool looking. I, dude, you know me. I I love outdoor events. All right. I get that it's a you know production nightmare at times, but the look of it on television. It just it brings something different. Am, am I the only one that sees that? No, I I, I perfectly agree with you. I completely agree. Uh, a difference of of uh, the feel and, and the overall look and the whole attitude of the show. No pun intended. Um, that's what comes through when when you sit there and you watch Raw. You can automatically expect okay, HD set, Titantron, the banners around right the up, arena, the goddamn crowd. Yep. Uh, all of them. Yeah, there's no guardrails. It's all black. The ring's in the center. It looks the same. Yeah, everything looks the same. It looks the same. And I, and that's why I love it when, you know, they had Evolve, obviously. But I loved it when, like, NXT would do its own style arenas. Like, it would go to the smaller arenas. Or it would do, like, center stage. Like, ROH does mm-hmm. center stage and everything like that. Because it gives it a different feel. And different is always good. Yeah. If I can look at the episode and I can't tell what episode I'm looking at, there's a problem. Yeah. Which is a lot of the times when I find myself with Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, don't get me wrong. Continuity is always a great thing when it comes to uh, wrestling. You know, having having everything set where you really don't have to have too much of a headache is one thing. But you get bored with that really quick as a wrestling fan. We want different. We want to be able to see them in a different location. That's what made Nitro so great when they were live from MGM Studios, or they were live from uh, Panama City Beach, or they were live from really Sturgis. You know, awesome. and, and, and the same thing with ECW. They would be at the ECW Arena in Philadelphia at the Bingo Hall, and, and then, then they, they changed to the like Hammerstein the Ballroom Park. or Asbury Park. You yeah. know, a, a different feel, a different vibe, a different overall. Um, or even that place that was like really small, that was just like a square-looking venue. You know what I'm I talking about? I think you're talking about the Hammerstein. No, no, not Hammerstein. Wasn't Stan Hammerstein? No, it wasn't Hammerstein. It wasn't even the one that uh, WWE. I think did. I know what you're talking about. It's a time. Ty- it's really it's in Pittsburgh, actually. Yeah, it's really small. Or no, um, Queens, New York. It's yeah, it's Queens. a really, really small building. Yeah, um, I even love that. Yeah, uh, it just makes sense. 
it looks good on camera. It gives a different vibe, a different feel, overall I, different ambiance. Don't get me wrong, so to speak. I can understand, you know, from a cash point, you know, perspective of why you do a big, huge arena. You want to make the most cash and stuff like that, but you also got to pay the most. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes, so. sometimes it's better to get these smaller arenas. And, and then you, you you sell your merchandise, you sell your concession, and, and you you sell the tickets. Like here's the difference, right? To me, the Barclays Center is nothing special anymore. It's not. Because I've seen it all the time now on WWE. They had a fucking SummerSlam that were four years in a row there. And I thought, oh my God. That's why when they did the Raw, uh, the Raw Anniversary show, and they're like, we're going to be at the Hammerstein Ballroom. And we're like, good! Finally, we're also going to simulcast from the Barclays Center. You fucked it up. I, I mean, I actually thought that that was a cool idea. The problem was, was they didn't hardly broadcast it. They didn't do anything right with it. And they it was should the have all Center, uh, not the uh, not the Hammerstein. Ball, I'm sorry, the Manhattan, Manhattan Center. Center. But still, they had the opportunity to make something special, and it didn't feel special. Uh, no, it didn't. It like like the last matchup from. The you know Manhattan Center, but half the goddamn show took place from the Barclays, the Barclays Center. Center, and most of the time the promos were done at the Manhattan Center, which which didn't make any sense. No, it didn't. But here's the thing: is that you know AEW is doing it right. Three different shows, three different looks, three different feels. Yeah, and I mean one can make the argument that uh, AEW used the same set and. ECW used the same set as a fucking brick layout with a square cut out, and it said ECW on it, and then there was, like, chain link fence beside it. Yeah, and then TNA okay. used the same, the same set. set. Yeah, so TNA was the same location half the damn time. Same set, my ass. Who cares? As, as long as the venue gives a different vibe and feel. Right. Who cares? Right. And, and that's the problem with WWE. Their venues don't give the same vibe and feel. It's like... They tell you they're in an arena, and you look at it and go, well, it don't look like that. Looks like the same fucking place you were at last week. <laughs> and the week before that. And the week before that. We're on SmackDown. I didn't know. Thought I was watching Raw. Or or NXT uh, uh, last week. Or, or even 205 Live. Or Am I watching SummerSlam? What the fuck am I watching? Yeah, which SummerSlam am I yeah, watching? Yeah, exactly. But, you know, Fight for the Fallen had it right, though. We had a different type of venue. And and, and it's not a venue that you normally see a wrestling show in. It's, no. It, it was a concert theater. Like, you would expect to see Slipknot. And, and what and made like it so that. great is that the, the build of that concert theater allowed for sound to, tr- to stay with it, even though it was open air. Exactly. You still had the sound so in there. The crowd there, so still sounded They sounded know, wonderful. Awesome. There wasn't a delay and stuff like that. Mm-mm. And I bet you the ring was loud as shit. Yeah, yeah it was. Because <laughs> of the acoustics and everything yeah. like that. So, I, I mean, I, just props to them uh, on that. I, I want to see more of that from uh, AEW. Which, you know, that begs me the question about their upcoming TV show. It's going to be live every single week. We know this, right? Starting in October. They've said it. It's going to be two hours live every single week. Are they going to go for big arenas like WWE? Are they going to go for smaller venues? Are they going to go for venues like this? Like, what type of venues? Do you think I going to seriously try to get? think they're going to go for the old school, like MGM Grand or Studio. I would love it if they went back to studio tapings, like the old school Jim Crockett. 
Yeah, but, you the, have... but they're not going to have it. But it's not going to be taped. It's going to be live. Well, WCW did it live, even coming from. Uh... I would love that too. I watched. Some, I watched uh, Ric Flair and um, Magnum TA, and it was from like one of the studio shows. First of all. Flair can't have a bad match, and that, no. and then put Magnum TA in there, and it was just, it's a, it's a shame that he got that motorcycle accident because that program would have been something else. It probably would have put NWA in competition with WWE, mm-hmm. but hey, life happens and everything like that. We'll go. That's for another show. Yeah, but I would love to see it did that. I want to see AEW come to center stage. Of course, then again. You might have to think about it like this, too. Right now, they've already had three events, right? And before they even had those three events, they just announced them, and they sold out like that. Yep. So maybe they can't go to small venues. Maybe they might have to go to bigger arenas. This because, is true. You know, but that again, was the thing with WCW. That's why they started going to bigger a, arenas. But with them being with TNT, who's to say that their weekly television program won't take place from center stage? Right in the heart of Turner Country. Well, first of all, that would be amazing because my ass will be we'll probably there. be there every fucking week. Every I'll week. be an extra in the crowd. Let me do it. That <laughs> <laughs> <was> so random. <laughs> it was but it wouldn't be that. Be how it is. We're looking for people to be fans. I'll do it right here. That's how it'd be. We'd be outside the fucking door talking about. What is it? For someone for MJF to come be. Oh up. yeah, yeah. MJF come up to me and, and Chris Dickens will be like, I'll do it. I'll do it. You want the chair? Here. Actually, get get, get what's his face? Uh, the chairman. <laughs> I'll sell it better than Cody. I'll have two flaps coming off the top of my head. I guarantee it. <laughs> You'll have his whole skull. Yeah, my skull will be popping out. That'll get ratings. <laughs> That'll make Dev Meltzer pop. By the way, I did notice this about Fight for the Fallen. That there wasn't there wasn't too much swearing and there wasn't too much violence and everything like that. Um, I think Tony Khan I think see, you know, a lot of people, you know, obviously they'll say obviously the young bucks, Cody and Kenny, they pretty much run AEW. Mm-hmm. But Tony Khan will come in and go, "Wait, so, that stunt that y'all did last week, we're not doing that here or ever. You know, like, he can do that, mm-hmm. and they have no choice but to listen. Yeah. So, you know, and, and I think he I think he looked at, um, what was it, uh, Fighter Fest. Fest. I think he looked at Fighter Fest, and he went, okay, there were things that I liked about this, but for the most part... That we, I didn't like. We, we we stay away from this unless it's absolutely necessary. Exactly, because I noticed that that wasn't a lot of you know. I guess with the exception of Sunny Kiss and everything, yeah. but that's just Sunny Kiss. Exactly. So, but, but here's the thing: is that it was also a charity event. So that too. So yeah, they they probably were you know a bit more cautious about that, and they're probably preparing themselves more for the television debut. We're getting close to it. Well, we're getting very close to it. Um, and we're also getting very close to All Out, which you know they're going to bring it oh, all Jesus. out. That's, gonna, that's going to have more buys than WrestleMania. That's going to be viewed more than WrestleMania. And WrestleMania is going to be in trouble. 
Because yeah. WrestleMania now is going to have competition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is very rare. And, you know, a lot of people say that they could have sold out a stadium with All Out. Here's my thing. Um, save it. Yeah. Save it. You know. Because All Out could back. be the new WrestleMania. It could. So. I mean, that's what they were looking at All In kind of like. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. It's it's so exciting. I, I, I can't, you know, wait to see AEW just continue to grow. Now we've got to wait till August, you know, for um, all, all out. out. And dude, who could we see? Who could who could show up? What's going to happen? I don't think that there has been this kind of anticipation for an event, and so much, you know, there has this mystery around it than in like the last twenty years. Yeah. I mean, the last time we were felt like this was during the Monday Night The Wars. last time I felt like this, I'll be honest, was WrestleMania 30 uh, with Daniel Bryan. To yeah. see, was he really going to get in? Because they actually, I, I'll admit, you know, it wasn't anyone's plan, but they did a great job they did. of teasing that, hey, is he going to get into the main event? Are we going to get what we want, or is it going to be this? You know, so they did a great job. I'll admit that. Um, but for is, 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 for this event... There's so much anticipation. There's just so much hype around it. And AEW, you know, I think one of the things they might be worried about is, good God, could there be too much hype? Yeah. Because that's going to be really big. Yeah. What are we going to do? we got to deliver bigger than what we've been delivering. So I believe that they are. And, I mean, if you look at the card already, you've got Hangman Page and Chris Jericho for the AEW Championship. That's going to be massive because it's going it, to – that night will submit uh, yep. Page as a star, and it will obviously submit Jericho yep. as the greatest of all time. John Moxley versus Kenny Omega. Oh, which is my be God. Like Two of the most the creative minds in the business right now, and you're going to put them together in one matchup. Good God. What could we, what could we possibly see from them? Uh, a GTS? Well... I don't know. There's a lot of speculation going around, but we'll man, there is a lot of speculation. But I, I don't know. I I, I almost don't want to get my hopes up. I on know. That I one. don't either. But can you imagine if that happened? Oh, if he does it, first of all, first of all, you know that term, the roof will blow off the building. No, I'm I'm legit. The roof will literally peel off of the building. And the four walls if, will fall. Like, the building will crumble over the sound. And everyone in the back will just sit there and be like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Like, people will literally be going, what the fuck just happened? Like, what is going on? There might be, like, security that might go, whoa, what's going on here? Like, if he shows up that night, it will be the biggest shot ever. Yeah. It will, it would literally, it, it would... It First would, of all, it would put AEW... There would be no way WWE would be able to touch AEW at no. that point. It would be bigger than Luger coming on Nitro. It would be bigger than uh, Brian Pillman showing up on ECW. And it would it would definitely override the Radicals showing up you to know, WWE. It's all work. I'm not really crazy. It's all in perception. It's just, <laughs> I've been watching ECW and Jesus. I just saw... Where he showed up at ECW and shit like that. 
And he did like he did a promo. God knows he's so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, we lost him way too soon. But all out is the. But here's my thing about all out as well. We might not just see CM Punk. We could see others. True. We could see Sasha Banks that night. Hell, if we see CM Punk, we could see AJ Lee. Yeah. I mean, think about that. We could see them. We could see Pac could come back. Because the Young Bucks say that he's going to be back. And he's friends with all of them. So it's not like he's going to let uh, Dragon Gate get in the way of him going to AEW. He's going to go to AEW. There's no denying that. Yeah. But, I mean, just think of, just think of who could show up. Yeah, there's a, there's a number of speculation going on. And, and any of them will light the place on fire. Yes, it will. So, and I can't wait for it. I, I, it's probably it's the most anticipated event of the year. There hasn't been an an event with this much anticipation uh, in years. And no. and if it if it if it delivers, then they're gonna pull away from the competition. Oh yeah, there no one's gonna be able to touch them for at least two years or so. So, I it's it's gonna be amazing. I can't wait for it. But if you haven't already, check out Fight for the Fallen, uh, Bleacher Report live. A lot. I don't know what everyone's problem is with the site. I haven't had any problems with my streaming, so I, I don't know about y'all. Maybe you might need to check your streaming service or just your location, maybe or your internet. I don't know, but you know, I haven't had a problem with it. But Bleacher Report live. Uh, it's free. Fight for the Fallen was completely free. It's definitely worth the watch. It was an amazing watch. And did you hear what he said afterwards? I did. did. I did. I was waiting for you to bring that up. Uh, his promo. Uh, first they brought out the check. I was like $500,000, if I'm not mistaken, went to, uh, victims of gun violence. Yeah. So that is huge. But then he cut the promo and, and, and said, you can't counter promote against what AEW is doing. Yeah. We're making waves, we're making noise, and we're doing things for this business that hasn't been done in a long time. And I loved it. I loved the promo. It, it, it was emotionally driven. And it was just, it was, honestly, it was just the right time for it. Yeah, it really was. And, and you know, that's a saying that is very overlooked in this business, but it's so true, is timing. Yeah. And, and you look at the timing of, Monday Night Wars, WCW in 95. If they hadn't launched in 95, they never would have got it off the ground. No. So, timing on that, timing on, you know, ECW coming along and everything like that, timing of ROH, you know, when they were on the New Japan. New Japan. Timing timing is everything. And you can't plan for that. All you can do is set up your event to get, you know, on any date that you can. You know, the rest is up to you. And yep. shit like that. And AEW uh, is definitely showing uh, that. But, you know, you talk about the counteract thing. Well, that's what WWE tried to do with Evolve, the 10th anniversary show. And before we go over that, you know, I'm not going to do which show was better. Because that doesn't matter to me which one no. was better. Wrestling right? fans, it doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't. I, I want both of them to be killer-ass shows. Especially with all who is in and everything like that. Um, 
But, you know, we go to Evolve, and I thought that it was unfair for Evolve to be put in this position. Because here's the thing. All of them, or Evolve itself, deserves to be on the WWE Network. They do. Those wrestlers and that card that night deserve to be on the WWE Network. I am not going to take that away from them. It just, it sucks with its timing because you're going up against what is a charity event and everything like that. And even that, this is the sad thing about it. This is the sad truth is that WWE wouldn't have even thought about putting it on the WWE Network if it wasn't for AEW. And that's a sad truth. And I'm not taking anything away from anybody. I'm looking yes. at the powers that be. Those men and women who, who exactly. were in it's like, evolved, it's like, first of they all, you didn't, you didn't have any intent. It Because here was the thing. It was announced two weeks before, you know, Evolve was supposed to go on. Mm-hmm. It was announced right after Fighter Fest. Or was it announced, like, right before Fighter Fest? I think it was announced right before Fighter Fest. Okay, so, like, yeah, literally, like, two weeks before. So... It never was originally supposed to be on the WWE Network. That's why everyone was giving it shit. It's not because of the wrestlers that were there that bust their ass and they deserve that spot. No one is taking that from them. What everyone is just saying is, is it's just a little odd that you know fight, uh, fight for the Fallen happens and you just happen to put this on the WWE Network when normally if you were going to put it on the WWE Network already, you would have announced that three months ahead of yeah, time. Yeah, you would have already announced that the 10th anniversary show is taking place to build hype for it. You build hype for it in two weeks. Exactly. And, and again, I'm not and taking... no one even knew about Evolve. No. There's still a lot of people around the world that don't know about Evolve. And just all of a sudden, it was like, here, here's your 10th anniversary. Everyone's like, what the fuck is Evolve? Yeah, they're like, yeah. wait a minute. What anniversary? Like, who is this? You know? It, it was just, here it is. There's just no hype around it. So, that's what everyone was questioning. But, as far as the people on this card, obviously, um, I'm about to go over this. I'm not going to go over the whole card. I'll be honest, I haven't had time to watch the entire thing yet. I will go over a women's matchup, though. Um, It was Shaughnessy Blackheart. I I believe I said her name right. I might have But not she'll come down here and kick your ass. Right. Versus Brandy Lauren. That match was insane. Yeah. And those two women, like, that was amazing. Yeah, they tore the house down. That For women's was wrestling, they tore the house down. Incredible. That they got a standing ovation and everything like that. Oh my god. They were tremendous. So if you haven't seen it yet, go check out that matchup. But of course the matchups that I was interested in from this show Same here. was obviously Arturo. Ruiz versus, oh my god, I can't believe I'm saying his name, Anthony fucking Henry. Well, I don't think fucking is part of his name, but still. Okay, Anthony Henry. (laughs) Still, amazing to, to say that Anthony Henry, an Augusta, Georgia native, who actually had his promo aired before this matchup. Yes. To talk about who he was. That's unprecedented. Yes, it was. That's like building up a new talent coming into WWE. They almost didn't even focus on the other guy, did they? No, they focused on Henry. Yes. It was and oh my god, when I saw when his theme music hit and he made his way down the entrance ramp, 
There were tears rolling down my eyes. I, I, oh, I, I popped! I, 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 I couldn't I, help it. I was like, yes, there he is! I saw him in Flatline! You know, in... It just oh You my saw God. him in Flatline. I worked with him in Flatline. It was, I worked with him too. Well, I'm just saying to to go from you know have working with a guy who super kicks you while you're holding a camera <laughs> for a promo uh, with the Rapture to seeing him on no, the WWE did. Network. He did not super kick your ass. He threw you into the fucking. That was the first promo. That was the first one. The second one was where I snuck in. I guess you're going to leave that one out. Yeah, no, the first one was where I got thrown in the locker. The second one (laughs) was where I got super kicked while holding the camera. Um, But to go from (laughs) that, to go from that, and working with this guy, and and watching him develop, and watching him grow, to see him go to evolve, and the workhorseman, him and J.D. Drake, um, just and now to watch him enter on the WWE Network and to have that whole promo package played out for the world to see, that was... I can't even describe the feeling. It, 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 it was, gives me, it was I, just, I've got yes. goosebumps talking about it right now. Um, just seeing him walk down the aisle uh, out there to the Evolve ring. And man, did he fucking bring it. Yeah. And I knew he was going to bring it, but man, did he fucking bring it. He showed why he was on top, and still is on top, here in Augusta, even though he, you know, doesn't wrestle that much here in Augusta anymore. But you can see why he is Augusta's favorite. Yes. Because he's just, he's incredible. And I'm so happy for him to get that opportunity uh, to, to be on the WWE Network. And hopefully we will get him on this show to interview him. Yes. And... Miss Amber as well, yeah. uh, and get their thoughts on what's going on in their lives today. You know? yeah. So hopefully we'll get them on there. Yes, that was a call out to him. So yes, it was. So if, if you're listening, has- Mr. Henry, uh, we would love to have you on the program. We're going to be up there viral. Just saying. Wink, yeah. wink. Very true. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but amazing, amazing moment. But then I didn't think anything could top that moment. No offense to you, Henry. But something topped that moment, and it was, well, the champ, Austin Theory, the Evolve champion, made his way, and I was just like, oh my god, I saw you literally, you know, the week of at WWA 4, and he was just starting, and then literally a month later, he was on uh, WWA 4 television, or the YouTube thing, and he was the champ in his first match. And from then on, he has busted his He He has the look... He has, oh my God, has he got the athleticism. Yeah. His athleticism is insane. Uh, the, you know, his look, he's got, the, you know, he's got that boy charm. Yes, he's got it, you know. Uh, so, he he is definitely it. And you will see him in the WWE very, very yeah, soon. Yeah, agreed. But then, our man, J.D. Drake, the blue-collar badass... Uh, came to the ring. He and came everything. down with intensity. Yes, he did. He was ready. He he. And, and did you see the promo for him leading up? Yeah. Against Austin Theory. Jeez. Oh my God, was it fucking tremendous? Yeah. And it's a simple fucking story. Why don't we have that on Raw? Why don't we have that on SmackDown? Because it's a simple story. Vince McMahon has this complex. It's got to be complicated. If there's not a swerve in it, God damn it! <laughs> Anyways, door's still locked. We're good. Okay. Anyway, yeah. If it's if there's not this much complication to it, 
Apparently, people are not interested. No, this was a simple story. You've got the old man that looks like he should be setting up. They even said it in there. It, that looks like he would be setting up the ring. You know? Like, mm -hmm. he, he would drive the ring to the places. He wouldn't be in the ring or be champion or anything like that. But here he is, and he's champion, and he's going up against the young stud, the good-looking, the guy that's got it factor. Yeah. Perfect fucking story. Yep, it was just, it was perfect. Great. It, it was beautiful. But then what made it even more special, which no one saw coming, and I lost my shit, was when Mr. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> three weeks in a row. He's found a way to play that track twice. Yes, three right? weeks in a row. That guy. This is. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman, and he, he introduces Austin Theory, and then he introduces the blue-collar badass, J.D. Drake. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was amazing. I First of all, I had that on the nail. That, yeah, that yeah, was that exactly was that was just, that was just great. That was that was exactly how he did. But when I when he named it and when he said it like he would say Brock Lesnar and he said JD Drake's name, I I legit I started crying again. I was like, oh my god, oh JD, because if anyone deserves that moment, it was JD Drake. I agree. And I did like the part where they all came out and then Haman looked at us and he goes, you got pyro. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Well, they were in the 300th building, if I'm... Uh, yeah, they were in Philadelphia. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> so, and he was probably like, never thought I would actually see pyro There's no here. pyro here. I didn't know we could on? do that. Could we do that in this building? Oh, I didn't have the money. <laughs> I didn't have the money, and the athletic commission wasn't going to allow it. Yeah, right? But, no, because it's WWE. Homicidal! <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways, let, let's get right into this matchup, because, dude, Whew. these... They brought it. Brought it. They did. They brought it. And and we knew it. We're not stupid on that. We knew this. Yes, we knew that they were going to bring it. We now, knew that now, they were going to... I knew that J.D. Drake was ready for that moment. Yeah. I knew that they... And I knew Austin Theory was going to bring it uh, and stuff like that. And speaking of which, his trainer of the WWA for... A.R. Fox was in this show as well, and obviously he brought it. Of course. There's no doubt about that. But as far as this matchup goes, this is what a title matchup, a unification matchup should look like. Yes, agreed. And God knows, I I don't know why you want to do a chop with J.D. Drake. No. Everyone on the network saw how hard those chops are. They might not appreciate how hard those chops are, but they definitely fucking saw it. He chops harder than Arn Anderson and Ric Flair combined. I, right? So... I, I mean, it, 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 is, it is insane. And he chopped the shit out of, out of theory. But man, the ending to this matchup, oh man, it was just... It was amazing. I'm sad that J.D. Drake didn't win, but I think J.D. Drake will even tell you, he's like, it doesn't matter. That's like, business. Like, 
you know. He even posted on Facebook. He said, "I don't care about the outcome. Still, the longest reigning WWN champion in history." And he said he felt like he'd been in a fight. Yep, like he was in a fight, man. So and y'all brought it. So standing yes. ovation to everyone on the Evolve card. Um, I've still got to watch the entire event. Yeah, I haven't had time to watch it from front to back. To be quite honest. Uh, so I've still got to watch it. So I might go over a little bit more of it next week and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, but I was able to watch that women's matchup because uh, even James Kitchens told me I should watch that. And I was just like, you know what? If you say I got to watch it, then uh, I watched it. And he was just like, that match was insane. And I was like, yes, it was. That match was insane. So, yeah. But Anthony Henry and J.D. Drake, congratulations, Uh Guys, like yeah, you guys you deserve de- you, you deserve everything you're getting right now. It, yeah, it and was again, amazing. wink, wink, hit us up. Yes, and <laughs> I'm sure we will be seeing y'all on a, on a bigger television platform very, very soon. I, I have a feeling. Um, so yeah, props to everyone uh, at Evolve, and yes, there was also NXT there, and I just had to do this. Adam Cole, may he rest in peace. What? I still don't get it. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, don't 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 let, don't make me watch. Don't make me watch the elite. It's gonna happen. Okay. Fuck the revival. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, I got it now. Okay, never mind. Anyways, um, uh, but yeah, he took on um uh, Akira Tozawa. Um, and obviously that was a great match. And then of course Matt Riddle versus Drew Gallic or or Gaelic. Uh, however you say his name. Gulak. Never mind. Yes, Gulak. Gulak. Uh, and obviously those were good matches. And then they set up uh, Evolve, at Evolve um, their next event. Or maybe not their next event, but it's going to happen soon. Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. Hmm. So, at Evolve for the NXT Championship, if I'm not mistaken. So is... Evolve now a permanent fixture on WWE Network? We I don't know. That hasn't been announced yet. I think that they should be after this night, especially if you're just going to throw them on there at the last minute. Mm-hmm. Then at least fucking do another one. And do it on another. Do it on one where there's no one else watching another event. Yeah, agreed. Which is honest to God hard at this time for wrestling because now there's events going on every single weekend. Which is amazing. I love it. I absolutely fucking love it. He's Wrestling is blowing up so, so much. And then, of course, you know, we talk about WWE, and they had extreme rules. So, <sighs> first of all, um, I didn't watch most of this, because, again, yeah. I, just, I don't like anything on the main yeah. roster. I didn't really watch it either. I'm sorry. It's not good. The only thing that I watched from it was obviously AJ Styles and Ricochet. And if anyone is just like, oh, this matchup was amazing. I know that's going to be good. We knew that. That's nothing new to me. I'm not saying, and obviously it was amazing. I loved watching it. But then there was a part in Extreme Rules, right? Where they had the intergender tag team match for... um, Thing. And you it were was, telling yeah, me, yeah, I was. Yeah, right? it was. It was uh, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch versus um, uh, Bald Dick uh, Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin. I call him Bald Dick because he's yeah. And and Lacey Evans. 
And they had a moment in Lacey's entrance where she, you know, disrobed. And then she bent over, shook her derriere, I guess you could say, and the camera zoomed in on it, and the fucking internet exploded. First of all, before I get into that, derriere? <laughs> yeah. I'll try to be nice. You'll be saying ass. We just said fuck after it. Like, <laughs> what does it matter? Well, shit. I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> God damn it. Motherfucking <laughs> shit. Bastard. <laughs> Anyways, um, no, okay, Bitch. yeah, I, I I saw that the internet exploded and <gasps> they're bringing back the attitude era. Okay, all right, so obviously I had to go back and see this for myself, and I paused it about twenty times. <laughs> um, Got the paper towels out about nine times. That is just wrong. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, He's not denying it, though. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, <laughs> I win! I finally got one! One for Dickens! Finally! That'll be the right. only one you ever get. Anyways. That's what my mom said when she met my girlfriend. <laughs> 20 years ago. Okay, enough about your depressing life. Yeah, Anyways. It sucks okay, so, so I, I saw the camera shot, obviously. Yes. Alright? And, but. I can see where people were like, oh my god, they're trying to go back to the attitude or they're showing people's ass and everything like that. But what they were trying to do was they were trying to show Seth's name on the back of her tights. It was just the placement of the camera. They didn't get it right. Placement of the camera and the placement of the name. Because the name was actually on the top. Yeah, the name was up on the top of it. They thought it was like right down at the bottom. It was on the top. It was on though. the top. So, so that yeah, they didn't get that right. Maybe maybe they were told something different. I don't know, but yeah, that uh, was a great shot. I'm not gonna lie. But first of all, this whole talk about the attitude era coming back. Okay, two things. If you're gonna do the attitude era just to do it, that's stupid. Right off the bat. Second of all, you cannot go from PG, where little Johnny is sitting in the front row, and uh, Papa is sitting there, and he's just like, he's just like, oh yeah, son, this is a great match and everything like that. And then John Cena comes out and says fuck or something like that, and now he has to go, uh, son, you can't say that. And why are they saying it right now? I thought this was PG and stuff like that. See, here's where AEW did it right off the bat. They've made it known that they are a TV-14 product. They are catering to the... The teenage demographic. They're catering to the teenage and the 20 to 40-year-old, you know, demographic. Demographic, yeah. Which is something that the WWE has neglected for years now. Yeah, they stopped doing it when they went PG. Exactly. And, and the reason they went PG, and it, and it was brought up on uh, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard, was with the Janet Jackson incident at the Super Bowl. That's when they decided to go PG, because they didn't want the FCC to come on top of them. And they were already being watched, and they didn't want to be watched anymore. We can uh, police our own selves. So that okay. was their mistake. That was their doing. They yeah. did that. Well, but, you you neglected the wrestling fans. And here's the thing: a product doesn't a product doesn't have to be TV fourteen for the wrestling fans to enjoy it. 
that's what I'm also tired of saying. So basically, WWE's counter to AEW, or you know, is the same as they did to WCW. Well, we'll just go more edgy. But that doesn't make for a good product. We clearly see that with the Attitude Era if you look back at it. There's only a few good things from the Attitude Era if you really think about it. Really, truthfully and honestly, the thing that set off the Attitude Era was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Duh. Austin 316. Everybody, el- your ass. everybody else will say, well, D-Generation X started it. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. We really didn't get behind DX that much until the whole uh, DX invades WCW angle. That right, like they were. That's why when they say Shawn Michaels and Triple H were loved by all when they first started, I was like, no, they weren't. They were heels. And by the way, if you went up against Austin, you were not a face. No, you, you were they, a heel. You were a heel. The only time that that counter, the only time that that worked was when. He went up against Undertaker, and he went up against The Rock. Yeah. But, and then it was a conflict of interest. Exactly. But, if, again, if you're going to do the Attitude Era just to do the Attitude Era, that's still a slap in the face, in my opinion. And technically it isn't the Attitude Era. You're just being sleazy at this point. Well, and there was a segment on um, Raw, too, right, where Maverick was about to consummate his marriage. And then, of course, our you know, truth comes, R-Truth comes <laughs> And, you know, it looks like like Maverick with the belt, you know, he's almost completely naked at points. Like, like his, but he's yeah. wearing whitey tidies or shit like that. I just, I looked at this and I went, what? Yeah, trying a little too hard now. Yeah, really. And people, people still say, well, the. 24-7 is the most entertaining thing about it. It's just because it's entertaining doesn't mean that it's good. Yeah, the only thing entertaining about the 24-7 title is our truth. It is. And well, Maverick, too. Ma- Maverick's, Maverick's Maverick added more to it. Yeah. God yeah. But the thing is, that's it. We don't that's give it. a shit about them running around and being chased by it. And that's all they do. Yeah. There's nothing, like, that's all they fucking do. And they look like idiots. They all look like morons. I'm sorry. And I'll tell them to their face if I was there. I would be like, you guys look like idiots. You look like you're tripping all over yourselves just to get this title. That doesn't mean jack shit. It doesn't. And it won't mean anything until after R-Truth loses this thing. And then they're like, well, what do we do now? Yeah, because the next person who takes it has to follow in his footsteps. And you're not going to. No. There's no way you can bring a seriousness to that title as well. It's just—it's a joke. It might be entertaining at times. I'll give you that, especially when the Antoine Brewer counting yeah. three count and shit like that. I'm still waiting but for again, him to actually pin somebody and take the belt. <laughs> right. But I, again, I, I just just because it's, it's, it's entertaining yeah. to me, and that's what it's there. It's just specifically for the entertainment value. There's no prestige to it. There's no added storyline exactly. to it. Nothing. Exactly. It's there for entertainment. It's there for a filler, a filler. Exactly. And I mean, they can people like like I said, you can say it's entertaining, and I might, and I agree at times. It's funny, but it doesn't bring seriousness to the wrestling and everything like that, which I thought was the whole point. One matchup that did stand out to me at Extreme Rules was Alistair Black versus Cesaro, yeah. because. Well, that right there just screams a classic right there. Yeah, these are two hard-hitting guys. And I love Aleister Black. Yeah. And I wish he would go to AEW, but that's just me. 
Um, and, and this matchup was awesome. So I'm not going to say that Extreme Rules was all terrible. Well, I didn't think it was all terrible, but again, there was, I, just, I can't support yeah, the main Yeah, there was a terrible moment at Extreme Rules. Ah. Uh, and it came after the main event had ended. Well, you see, I was I was trying to give it props, Chris. Well, so. you can give the event props. You can give the people working on it props. But who the fuck, and I, I am saying it like that, and Lord knows there's a lot of people that agree with me. Why? Yeah. Why? Why? Well, first of all, you knew it was going to happen because he held the goddamn briefcase. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, so it was going to happen eventually, and now we're going to get Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar for the hundredth time again at SummerSlam. I just... I just... I'm, I'm tired and, and, of seeing and, and, Brock. And, and you know something? Here's the thing. Everyone was, was excited for him to come back, Paul Heyman, but I wonder who made that call. Yeah. I'm, 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 you know, and here's the thing about, and here's what people don't realize. That's not a gimmick. That Heyman is legit handles all of Brock's business. He legit is an advocate for Lesnar. He had... He handled everything when he was in UFC. It was at every UFC fight that Brock had. He was yep. standing on the outside. Yeah, he was. So, so. You, so he's obviously a Lesnar fan. So, I, I'm sorry, and this is why WWE pisses me off. It's why you can have good matches and shit like that, but then you make a decision like that. And ruins everything. And I just, I can't get behind it. I'm so, yeah. I, we're sick of Lesnar. He used to be a money draw. He's not anymore. It's clear he's not. When people are getting up and leaving before the show ends, before he grabbed the briefcase, there were people walking out. And yeah. it was just like, here, just send everyone to AEW. Mm-hmm. Exactly and the same thing doing. happened here. As soon as he came out and cashed the uh, briefcase in, as soon as a three cow hit, everybody left. Well, yeah, exactly. Because they were just like, well, fuck it. We don't care. We don't want to do it anymore. And I just... I, there's a lot of things I question. I, I question the way Becky's being booked. Yeah. I didn't like her and Rollins being there together in a relationship. Because to me, if you're going to do the man... You know, like... You can't have a man and be the man. Yeah. I mean, it just... I, I don't like it, but whatever. Um, but there was something that I did like on Raw that happened, and it's one that we have all been fucking waiting for. Bray Wyatt finally appears on Raw, and he appears as the Fiend. Yes. That looked legit scary as fuck. Yeah. My mom was watching it and it literally like scared her so bad she almost pissed her pants. It was <laughs> that damn scary. She is good. She's gonna take your ass, Chris. She already did. <laughs> Nothing new. Anybody who's listening to this who knows my mother knows my mother is a fucking legit badass. Yes. And she'll probably kill me after she hears this on Sunday when this airs. But that the, that's how scary... Bray was when he appeared. Dude, that mask looked legit. Like, I was like, holy shit. Like, 
And the way that they did it, like the lighting yeah. of it, it was it was legit terrifying. And uh, he's gonna apparently his his target, his first target is the demon, uh, Finn Balor, who apparently supposedly has asked for time off coming up. I've heard that uh, he he wants to take time off to kind of recover and uh, recharge, recharge the batteries, batteries, which is honest to God, that's what people need. You have to do that. Plus, absence makes the heart grow fonder. This is true, too. A lot of people think it's career suicide for you to be off long, but... Which is... It can be true. Like, if you're off for 18 months or 6 months or something like that... Now, what, if yeah. he, what if he requests the time off and they give him a, a, a release and he ends up showing up in AEW? <laughs> that would be insane. They would have a lawsuit on their hands. They probably would, unless he appeared as... Prince Devitt. Prince Devitt under makeup. <laughs> That's true. I, but it's well, not Finn he Balor. Can't, he can't use he can't use the like the comic book characters that he was doing. That's copyright infringement. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I I think that's a very big stretch. But that would be that would that would rock the wrestling world. Everyone would be like, "What the hell did y'all just do?" Like yeah. so. But Bray Wyatt finally appears. And they're going to do this feud with him and the D-Man. Man, finally he's on Raw. Yeah, and, and they did it right. I, that will give them that. They did it right. That's the only thing that they're doing right, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. It still is. Yeah. I don't like the women's scene right now. I think that they've completely butchered it. They have. Um, I don't like... The tag team division is non-existent. I, I don't even know who the tag team champions are. Who are they? I don't know. I don't know. I, and I'm sure people might get on to me for that, but I, I think it, I legit think it is the revival. No, they're on SmackDown. No, no, it, I think it is the revival. No, or is it the I, dude again? Who cares? I don't know. We don't know because we haven't and been why watching. Why do we have the 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 War Raiders? Is what they should be, but they're the Viking experience. Why the hell are they just beating up random jobbers? Do they not realize that there is so much more potential in that tag team? Or do they just see, oh, men who can squash? Yeah, men who can squash. We don't have anything for you, so go out there and beat this First team. First of all, I hate squash matches. Yeah, they I suck. don't find the point in them. I don't like them. I get why that they happen sometimes, but it's like, dude, there's some things that you don't need to do that for. Yeah. And you don't have to do that for the War Raiders. They show that they can put on classic matches and everything like that. First, that matchup with them and Aleister Black and Ricochet, oh my god, that was a work of art. Yeah. Why can't they do that on the main roster? Oh, I got it. Oh, Jesus, baby. Actually, I was more just saying, me, Vince McMahon, because if I don't think of it, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Anyways, but... It's in his own little bubble. But, hey, man... There was so much that happened this past weekend outside that bubble. You know, the G1 um, climax, the B block happened. I haven't had a chance to watch that yet, so we'll probably go over that next week and everything like that on this show. Um, there was just so much happening. There was so much happening with ROH, MLW, uh, New Japan, obviously AEW, and the WWE and everything like that. There's just stories breaking left and right. It's amazing. I love it. And I can't wait to cover it all, you know, starting next week and as it breaks all throughout the year and stuff like that. 
Uh, and yeah, uh, like I said, all of these events are good. Check them out whenever you can. Check out Evolve's event. Check out AEW Fight for the Fallen. And yes, if you're a WWE fan, because there are people who are WWE fans till the day they die, check out Extreme Rules. It actually was pretty good. Other than the ending. And yeah. Um, but we're done with the wrestling news and coverage of everything like that. Uh, we will be back after this, though, with a very special guest. We're going to have Joshua Hancock, the owner of Viral Pro Wrestling. He's coming up next. Don't go away. The Infection returns August 10th as Viral Pro Wrestling presents Infection 4. In the main event, the galaxy's only hero, Sean Legacy, challenges the revolutionary Darius Lockhart for the VPW Championship. Impact and NXT superstar, the bearded outlaw James Storm, returns to face Anthony Henry. Plus, six more action-packed matches, including a massive Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Ladder Match. August 10th at Sweetwater Gym in Thompson, Georgia. Tickets start at only $11 and can be purchased at vpw.ticketbud.com. Don't miss out on the biggest title match in Georgia wrestling history. Viral Pro Wrestling. Get infected. You are listening to the Stovall Wrestling Network on TMB Studios. Welcome back here to the Stovall Wrestling Network, the SWNI, of course, and Caleb Stovall here with Chris Dickens. And we have a very special guest. He's back. He's one of our regulars almost now, I'd say, Chris. Yeah. He is the owner of Viral Pro Wrestling, Joshua Hancock. Josh, welcome back to the show, man. What's up, guys? How's it going? It's going good, man. Uh, it must be going better for you because you have a huge show coming up called Infection 4. Yeah, man, that's right. Uh, that's like our WrestleMania for Viral Pro Wrestling is Infection. Uh, every year it marks our anniversary, and uh, this will be our three-year anniversary. And, man, we have a one hell of a stacked card for everybody to come see. Oh my lord! I've 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 seen it, uh, and and it keeps kind of growing uh, at, as we get towards it as well. Um, I've seen a lot of the match announcements. One of them I want to talk about right off the bat. Uh, we have the Cowboy James Storm returning to face Anthony Henry, who was just on the WWE Network, as we mentioned earlier in this show. Um, how big is this for viral? Well, it's huge because um, I don't know if people's been following it on social media, but uh, I just made an announcement a couple of days ago that not only will Storm be facing Anthony Henry, but he's going to put his national heavyweight championship on the line sanctioned by the NWA. Yes, I did see that. How did that come about? Well, we, we had already had the match booked and uh, James Storm ended up winning the title. So uh, I contacted him and I said, hey, man, uh, what's the chances of you maybe defending the title in Thompson at Viral Pro Wrestling? And he said, uh, 
he said, let me check with the officials at the NWA and I'll get back to you. So I waited maybe a day or so. He gives me a call back and he said, hey, brother, we're good to go. He said, everybody in, in the office said it's OK. So the National Wrestling Alliance is going to sanction the title match in Thompson, Georgia. That would have been like, by the way, that would have been like the perfect place to insert his catchphrase right there. He calls me back on the phone and says, sorry about your damn luck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what I was expecting. But, uh, you know, because NWA is pretty strict on, you know, where they defend their title and who they defend it against. So, but I think Anthony Henry is a pretty, pretty worthy opponent. Oh, uh, absolutely. And uh, Anthony Henry, like we said, was just on the W. WWE Network for Evolve's uh, 10th anniversary, and he'll be back here in the place that he made a name for himself here in Augusta, Georgia, and his hometown. Uh, so that's going to be just just a big matchup, and, and and it was already a big matchup before, but now you put the NWA national title involved, and it's just it's incredible. Go ahead, yeah, Chris. And that's a historical significance because. Uh, I think we, we've discussed this before. I think you've actually talked about it, too, that this has not been defended since the 80s in the CSRA. Am I correct? Yeah, man, that's right. Uh, the last person to defend that national title was Tommy Wildfire Rich in Augusta, Georgia in 1982. Wow. That, that's incredible. Yeah. I was born. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, that's going to be awesome. So, so, you know, you might have some old school wrestling fans come out just to check that out just to see that title uh defended and everything like that so that that's amazing but uh now i want to talk about uh something that happened at the last uh event called outbreak right um we had the main event was sean legacy versus owen knight uh for the outbreak championship and it became a no disqualification match it was revealed that james kitchens uh, was in Owen Knight's corner. What we all did not realize was there were others that were in his corner, such as the international superstars. And then the one that I've got to get your thoughts on, um, the viral pro wrestling champion, Darius Lockhart. What were your thoughts after that event, um, after all of that went down? Man... I I was just speechless. I mean, it it floored me when Darius made that turn. Um, you know, I had just presented him with his new championship belt at the Garden City Classic, and he shook my hand, looked me in the eyes, and said he was going to take this company and move forward and do big things. And the next thing I know, he turns his back on us. And I haven't said anything. I haven't made any videos to reply back to James Kitchens or or any of the people involved in his group because I'm kind of just sitting back and you know collecting my thoughts because like I said man this was a big shocker and uh I'm still at a loss for words on it uh, I mean I was at a loss for words at the commentary table uh it you know it absolutely was shocking because I, it, it just out of everyone you know that that you could think of I just never thought Darius would stoop to that level. Um, I, I didn't think he needed to stoop to that level. But, I mean, obviously, you know, you can't judge a book by its cover, uh, I guess, is the old saying. Yeah, I mean, I've, like I said, I, I, I still can't figure it out. I mean, the only thing I can think of is got to be money. But where in the hell is Kitchens getting his money from, you know, because 
it, it would take a hell of a lot of money to get Darius Lockhart to turn his back on viral pro wrestling. Well, yeah, it, it, it definitely would. And, and, uh, I, I may be having James kitchens uh, on this program soon. Uh, so I will, uh, you know, get to the bottom of that if I can for you. Um, but yeah, this is going to be a huge matchup though. Darius Lockhart, the viral pro wrestling champion is putting it all on the line against the man he stabbed in the back, Sean Legacy. First of all, before we get into that, have you talked to Sean? Like, how is he handling all of this? Um, I haven't had a chance to catch up with Sean. Um, like I said, I, I had my own issues to deal with, with everything that happened at Outbreak. Um, right. I, I did have a chance to message him uh, once or twice, and um, he he is livid, man. He's angry, and he says he's bound and determined to take that title from Darius Lockhart at infection four. Well, I mean, you got to look at the whole, um, the, the whole scenario here. He was putting his outbreak championship on the line against Owen Knight and wasn't expecting this huge faction to form in front of his eyes, much less expect the champion of the company to come and stab you in the back. Who's supposed to be the heart and soul of viral pro takes the knife and just shoves it right in and pulls it out. And then shoves it in again and twists. I mean, I'd be livid too. I, I'm surprised that you haven't even you haven't said a word lately. I, I know you're collecting your thoughts and everything and trying to figure things out. But man, as a promoter, I would be I'd be all up in Kitchen's face. I'd be in the International's face. I'd be in uh, Darius Lockhart's face, trying to figure out what's going on. I you're you're stabbing me in the back. I, I, well, I'm just, that's just me. But yeah, let, let's just put it this way. Um, at Infection 4, you're going to hear some things from me and the whole faction. They're going to fear Joshua Hancock after Infection 4 is over. Ooh, that's what I'm wanting to hear. That's what I'm wanting to hear. Yeah, that's that, that's going to be interesting. You know, I, And I've, I've got to ask this question because for about a few months now, we've heard this gripe and complaining uh, from the international superstars about how viral wasn't giving them their time or wasn't treating them right or something like that. What is their grievance with viral pro wrestling? Man, I, I really, I don't know. I mean, I, I, ever since I discovered them, um, well, actually they contacted me, uh, Blanco Loco contacted me a few years ago and uh, I brought them in and they've been on just about every viral show since then. And evidently they're, they're just not happy with, who their opponents have been and they haven't been in, in the, you know, the title picture and they griped about not being on the poster. And, you know, I have a long line of people in title contention, you know, and, and in my opinion, they need to work their way up to get those title shots. And recently they just formed, you know, Blanco was face joy was heel. And next thing I know, Blanco turns, he's back, he's with joy and Ellie and, the international superstars are in viral pro wrestling and what they beat one, one team, the Lynch mob, and they expect to automatically be champions. You know, I think they need to earn that spot. Well, so, we'll talk about them in just a minute. I want to get back to Darius and Sean real quick for the heavyweight uh, championship. You know, Darius just came off of the best of three series with Owen Knight. And now they are together in a faction 
And it, it just, I, I, I have no idea how James Caleb Kitchens uh, made that happen. But to me, it was surreal to see Owen Knight and Darius Lockhart in the same ring together on the same side. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw that. Um, I can tell you one thing about James Kitchens. I mean, he's a good talker. I mean, he's got a great mind for wrestling. I mean, he, he worked for me. I mean, he was our general manager in the beginning. and But he can also be a snake in the grass. And <laughs> he, he's proved that. You know, he's been trying to weasel his way back into Viral Pro and get his position back. I mean, I've even heard him talking to PJ in the back, trying to get PJ to step down so he can be the general manager again. But I can tell you right now, that's never going to happen. James Kitchens will never be in the office of our pro wrestling again. Well, you know, and, and, and uh, I can see why you say that, but here's the scary thought about that then is the, this faction that he has formed, this almost, what looks to be an unstoppable force that he has assembled here. Uh, if they walk out with every single viral pro wrestling title, we could be in trouble. I have enough guys in the locker room that are pro viral pro. If you know what I mean, they're on my side. They're going to make sure that that doesn't happen. Yeah, because it, I mean, that's a very scary thought if you think about it, because the international superstars, they are going to get uh, a shot at the viral pro wrestling uh, tag team titles um, in a ladder matchup. There's going to be three other teams. There's also going to be the lynch mob. And then there's, of course, going to be the ugly ducklings. And then there's going to be the gymnasty boys, the current uh, VPW tag team champions. So they've got a tough hill to climb, but they are very capable of grabbing those belts and pulling them down in that ladder matchup. Would you would you not agree on that? Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it's possible. You know, anything can happen, but I mean, they got three tough teams they've got to go through and with it being a ladder match, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of violence. And oh, we're going we're going we're going to see how tough these guys are. Yeah, I, I, I've made the joke to Chris on this show several times that uh, I'm probably going to lose my voice on commentary yeah. that night. <laughs> I'll probably lose mine, too, over at the TNB booth. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, um, go I'm ahead. sorry. I was going to say that uh, the international superstars are, are great talkers. I mean, you see all these promos they're putting out, you know, everywhere they're going. They can talk a good game, but... What are they going to do in a ladder match when they have three tough teams they got to face? It's going to be kicking their ass the whole time. Especially with two who are synonymous with uh, high risk, uh, with with the Jim Nasty Boys and the Ugly Ducklings. We've seen some of the carnage. Well, more so the Lynch Mob. And the Lynch Mob, but that. Um, I do wonder what this big announcement is that um, Coach Mikey has in store for the viral crew. Have you got any insight to that by chance? Um. All I can say is if you want to hear the big announcement, you need to be at Infection 4 on August 10th in Thompson, Georgia, because Mikey Galino is going to announce the name of the show for August 24th, where it's going to be, and who our special guests are going to be. Well, now, that's, that's news. That's awesome. 
That's just another, another one of the many reasons that you should be at Infection 4, August 10th. This is going to be an amazing, a huge show. Uh, and, and, you know, we talked about the international superstars. We're also going to have women's action that night uh, and actually representing the international superstars. The Dream Girl Ellie is going to take on Casey uh, Lennox. And, Josh, you know, I, I've talked to you about this before, but you mentioned that a lot of people, there was a high demand here at VPW for women's wrestling action. And it seems like over the past few months, uh, you have answered that call from the fans. Yeah, um, like I said, last time I talked to you, you know, people blow up my inbox and uh, all the time about when you're bringing women's wrestling back to Viral Pro. And uh, so I finally did it. You know, I mean, it's hard to book, you know, eight matches when you got umpteen thousand people messaging you want to be on the card. And I've always wanted to have women's wrestling. But like I said, I can't book everybody on every show. So, you know, I'm trying to get back where I can have at least one women's match on each card. Right. Because that's what the fans want to see. And, you know, you never know. I mean, it could lead up to having a title eventually in the women's division. But um, that's something I'm playing with right now and thinking about. But, you know, I haven't made up my mind yet if I want to do that or not. But uh, women's wrestling is definitely hot right now. Oh, oh yes. that uh, That's the understatement of the year. Women's wrestling right now is booming. Um, and like I say, it just goes to show with people wanting to see it now. Uh, at Viral Pro Wrestling, and you've got a good match there. You've got the Dream Girl Ellie versus Casey Lennox, um, and Casey Lennox, she's really been coming into her own, and she pulled off a huge, what I thought was an upset uh, against Danny Jordan at our last event. Um, is she someone that that you're looking at to really lead the division, or are you looking at you know just anybody right now? Um, right now, I mean, I have several people that I'm looking at, you know, to bring in, um, Casey's one of them and she's a great superstar. Uh, actually discovered her in Augusta when the legends of wrestling came and uh, she had a match in Augusta on the legends card. And of course she comes from major league wrestling in Florida, but, um, she's an awesome talent. And I think nothing special about that place. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, she's one of the people I'm looking at. Um, and, of course, Ellie. You know, if Ellie ever decided to, to leave James Kitchens in the faction, she could be a great women's champion for Viral Pro. But uh, after her actions at Outbreak, you know, coming in and jumping Casey after the match was over, and, you know, that's uncalled for. And I hope Casey gives her the ass-whooping she deserves. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that is why this is being labeled a grudge match. So, uh, So just a bunch of stuff. Uh, going on at Viral Pro Wrestling um, for Infection 4. And uh, let's go back, though, to the main event with Sean Legacy and Darius Lockhart. You know, these two, they were friends. Now they're definitely bitter enemies right now. Um, but who do you think, just, you know, taking all personal uh, issues aside, who do you think has the advantage or, I guess, Edge going into this matchup? Honestly, um, experience-wise, would have to go to Darius. And, of course, he's got his goons behind him, which 
if I can do anything in my power, they're going to stay out of the match. They're not going to be involved. You know, if they even step foot out during the match, I'm going to disqualify Darius Lockhart. But um, Sean, he's young, he's athletic, he's talented. You know, he's got the look. Of course, he, I mean, he's got the body, the speed, the power. You know, he could, he could possibly beat Darius. You know, anything could happen on any day. Right. Um, it, but, it, uh, it takes three seconds. Of course, you know, I'm pulling for Sean, you know, after what Darius pulled. So I hope Sean pins him to the mat one, two, three, and walks out the viral pro wrestling heavyweight champion. Well, you know, and, and you talk about, though, how young uh, Sean Legacy is. You know, he, he, he was the outbreak champion. He, he's on a roll and everything like that, despite uh, being screwed at, our la- at outbreak. Uh, he's still on a roll. He's still got momentum. Uh, but is this too much for him too soon? I mean, could I mean, could this be too much pressure? You know, he's got the weight of the company basically on his shoulders uh, going into this matchup. Then. I mean, yeah, I mean, it- it could be, and like I said, I haven't had a chance to sit down and talk with Sean. Hopefully, uh, on August tenth, I can sit down with him before the, the show, and uh, we can d- discuss some things, and uh, I can see how where where he's coming from, how he feels. But uh, he's he's been pretty quiet. You know, he hasn't contacted me, and like I said, I've, I've messaged him a few times, but um. I don't I don't know what's going through his head right now other than he wants to just avenge what happened to him and take that title from Darius Lockhart. Well, speaking of uh, avenge, there's also going to be another grudge match on this card, and I believe it's non-sanctioned, which is uh, uh, James um, Johnson versus Wade Adams. And this, you know, started when James Johnson wanted to help Wade Adams with his quote-unquote anger problems. And they ended up becoming tag team champions. And then Wade Adams, the sleazeball that he is, pulled one of the most vicious attacks I've seen in viral pro wrestling. You know, he he tried to end James Johnson's uh, career, basically, by almost breaking his neck. And, And so... Is that why this is now a non-sanctioned event? Like, 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 what's going on with those two exactly? Well, Wade is actually still suspended by Viral Pro Wrestling. I have not reinstated him. But James Johnson will not stop calling me and about getting a match with Wade and, you know, after what he done to him. And, you know, after what I saw... What Wade done to this man, I mean, he tried to end his career, could have broken his neck, you know, and ended it all. And, you know, I understand where James Johnson is coming from, where he, he wants a match with Jane, with uh, Wade Adams. So, you know, I caved and I said, OK, we'll do this match. But Viral Pro Wrestling is not going to sanction it and we're not responsible for anything that happens in this match. So they can go in there and they can fight. They can, they can kill each other, cripple each other, whatever they want to do. But we're not responsible. Well, yeah, because, I mean, is James Johnson in any condition to fight like this right now? He told me he's been cleared by, by his doctors and, and he's ready to go. So, you know, I'm, I'm going by what he's telling me. And so we'll find out on August 10th. 
Well, we're going to find out a lot of things that's going to take place at August 10th, Infection 4 at the Sweetwater Gymnasium in Thompson, Georgia, Viral Pro Wrestling. Uh, Josh, thank you so much for being on the show. I know you're a very busy man, and you've got a lot of things uh, still going on, going into Infection 4. You know, before we wrap this up, is there anything else that you are most looking forward to about Infection 4 uh, coming up? Man, I'm looking forward to the whole show. I mean, it's, it's like I said, a stacked card from top to bottom, eight big matches. Um, all the titles are going to be on the line. We also are doing a benefit for the uh, Leukemia Foundation, um, so people can make donations at the show to that, and part of the proceeds from the show will go toward the Leukemia Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, and, and man, I just can't wait to see James Kitchens and his goons get their asses kicked. And, you know, and of course, the NWA national title match, which is going to make history in Thompson, Georgia. Yes. Uh, so many good things to look forward to at Infection 4, August 10th, Viral Pro Wrestling, Thompson, Georgia at the Sweetwater Gymnasium. If you don't have any plans now, please attend it. August 10th, it's a Saturday night. It's going to be amazing. And if you want to watch even more Viral Pro Wrestling, check me out on Toxic, the best of viral pro wrestling on Fox 54 every Saturday night at 1 a.m. or Sunday morning at 1 a.m., whichever you choose. And, of course, it'll be up on YouTube as well. And, of course, get your tickets at vpw.ticketbud.com. And you can also check out the seasonal pass that viral pro wrestling has, which includes shows all the way through the 2020 season of viral pro wrestling well josh thank you so much for being on the show we love having you always here man and i know you got a lot going uh, i know you got a lot going on in your mind about uh infection four but it's going to be amazing show i can't wait to call all of the action uh for everyone on sos custom wrestling network and it's just going to be amazing so I'm looking forward to it. I know Chris is looking forward to it. And I know the VPW fans out there are looking forward to it, man. Yeah, man. I'd just like to thank all the fans for uh, supporting Viral Pro Wrestling. And uh, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be where we are. And I look forward to seeing all the fans at the matches. Absolutely. Well, Josh, thank you so much for being on the Stovall Wrestling Network. And we will be right back to wrap up the show here on SWM, but a quick word from TMB Studios. Please do not pull that trigger. What are you talking about, boss? <laughs> yeah, okay. They tried to censor us. They tried to stop us. They didn't want us to pull it, but damn it, we're back and we're pulling that trigger, baby. Ha <laughs> ha! The Wrestling Shootout, the greatest wrestling podcast in all the podcasts, is returning. It's coming back soon. You tried to stop us. You thought we were going to go away? Nah, I don't think so. Be sure to check out all the other great podcasts as well as past episodes of this podcast. Right here, exclusively on TV Studios. Well, all right, we are back here on the Stoball Wrestling Network, SWM. What a show we have had yeah. here today, Chris. Woo. A very good interview right there from uh, 
viral pro wrestling owner Joshua Hancock even dropped a little bit of uh, breaking news yes, when it comes did. to Coach Mikey and what's going to be announced. Yes, he so did. Definitely got to be checking that out. Got to be at Viral Pro Wrestling Infection 4, August 10th, guys. You got to be there. We're going to be there. Yes. You come on out and check it out. And normally at this point of the show, I would be covering a, a past event from, you know, WCW, TNA, WWE, ECW, or something like that. But there was so much that was going on this past weekend in pro wrestling that I literally didn't yeah. have time to check out anything else but that. Uh, and that's always uh, a good thing. But you know what? Since AEW did somewhat of an outdoor um, kind of exotic location like that, I want to do one right here on the Stovall Wrestling Network next week. And if you really want to be honest, it won't be just one. It'll be four. That's right. Count them. Four. Four of WCW Nitro. It's when Nitro went to the MGM Studios and they were outdoors for four uh, for four nitros in a row, and they were out they were outdoors, and it brought this unique feel to it. And we're gonna break it down, coverage for coverage, and everything like that. Uh, so check them out. They happened in 1996, and if you want to know where to start, it's the night after Hulk Hogan turns heel. So it's which the, wasn't a big deal. Yeah, or anything it, it, like it, that. it takes place right after Bash at the Beach '96. Exactly. So it's the very next Nitro, and it's four Nitros in a row, and it also has a very controversial moment that uh, prevented WCW from going back there. We'll talk about it next week right here on the Stovall Wrestling Network. Chris, that is it for Oof. me, though, my man. What a show we've had yeah. here. If you got anything more to add? Uh, what more can you add except go to Shop TMB Studios and get a Stovall Wrestling Network t-shirt. Showcase your love for the SWN. Showcase that you're a SWN Fan Nation member. And meet us live at... Viral Pro Wrestling Infection 4. Yes. I'll be there at the TMB Studios booth along with the shootout. Mr. Bill Blanchard will be there with me as well. Caleb Stovall will be on commentary. You can catch and chat up with him uh, as he migrates around. I will around. be there, though. I will he say will be hi. There. I will shake hands. I will he sign will, yes. autographs if anyone cares. <laughs> <laughs> He but will be I, there, though, folks, but he will be busy during the show yes, doing the commentary. He is the voice of Viral Pro. So, In fact, but, I'm very proud of him. Yes. So, but guys, still show up. The event is stacked. We got the NWA National Heavyweight Championship being defended. How much bigger can you get? Yeah, and there's an even bigger announcement to come at Viral Pro Wrestling that night. Yeah, so... So we're going to be there. You guys need to be there. And uh, we're going to be back, of course, next week with a brand new episode, possibly some uh, fresh guests and um, hopefully no cornets and uh, Russos around. I don't know. They might, I might set a bear like... trap up for them. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the Russo coming up? Ah, oh, God, that, that bear trap. <laughs> Something to that effect. Or I don't think he would say that at all. Actually, like, I don't think he'd even sell it because he doesn't sell anything. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he just says everything sucks. <laughs> anyway. This sucks, bro. God damn it. Anyways. <laughs> uh, Keep no, still a bitch off stick. Right. 
Uh, but no, man, yeah, uh, it's uh, we're looking and we're looking at some big things to come here on the SWM. We've got some big interviews lined up for you guys. I'll have more info on upcoming episodes. And if you want to find out more about the Stovall Wrestling Network, or you just want to chat with myself or Chris, check out SWN Stovall Wrestling Network on. Facebook and add myself at Caleb Stovall and at Chris Dickens. Dickens on our personal Facebook pages and we're going to be having a social media blitzstorm uh, coming up soon. Yeah. We're going to be doing live stuff. We're going to be launching a Twitter and an Instagram and it's going to be amazing. You guys are going to get are going to be able to get more interactive with it. We're going to be able to get more interactive with you, the fans uh, of this and everything. And like I said, Go check out tmbstudioshop.com and pick up an SWN, a Stovall Wrestling Network t-shirt. Support my show wherever you go. It means so much to me. And spread the word about the Stovall Wrestling Network. Well, that is it, though, for this week. We've talked enough. That's going to be all. My name's Caleb Stovall. He is Chris Dickens. As always. Peace out, everyone. <laughs>